February 27th, 2020. This is Loose Screws. I am your host, Ty Worsham. With me this evening is my standard issue co-pilot, Kai Zen. How's it going there, Bubba? Fantastic, brother. How you doing? Man, as you always say, I'm flying fucking spaceships. So Yes, sir. It's a good day. Yes, With us sir. this evening also is our uh, audio engineer and walking, talking badass, uh, JN Tracks, how's it going there, man? It's all right. Flying damn, spaceships. Damn, Kyle, you popping a <laughs> you popping a top already, man? That was me. Oh, was that you? I mean, mine's already popped, brother. Yeah, I <laughs> saved I saved it for the start of the show. Hell yeah, man! Hell yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to start with tracks because we got a pretty big thing coming up. What is it? Tuesday? It's coming up. Is That's it? correct. Oh, less than okay. seven days, people. Seven days. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is the Distant Screws Expedition. It's the first expedition done by the Loose Screws uh, people. We are going to Colonia and Sagittarius A. And um, we're doing a great big lead out on... See, we're leaving out from LHS 317. Is that right? That's correct. Leaving out from there, we're going to do a great big... Everybody goes to warp. We're going to probably live stream it or film it. And then we're going to like take screenshots and hugs and stuff. And then we will leave <laughs> out from there. So, um, so uh, that's going to be the launch point. W- what time are we actually heading out? So uh, I'm going to start. Well, so my regular streams are going to be Tuesday nights at um, around 730. My time is when I can usually get down to it. So that is. Um, I had set the expedition to start at 1 a.m. because it wants UTC, and I am UTC minus five. Uh, so uh, that that means it's going to start. Uh, the EDSM aspect of it is going to start before anybody actually needs to jump anywhere, so that the waypoints all count and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I'm planning on it being, you know, Eastern time zone. It's I'm going to be in there and starting to stream kind of like episode one on at about 7.30. Um, I think we'll probably tool around for a while and, and see how, what kind of crowd we can gather before we initially take off. And then um, that night, you know, on that episode one, I'm planning to go all the way as far as uh, Eagle Sector, where Eagle's Landing is, which is a little over 7,000 light years. Uh, on that first day, um, but that's yeah, that that's a that's the time wise. Like you know, it's not. I'm not going to hold anybody down to the minute, <laughs> but just see who we can get there, and then who we can what what, what kind of show we can put on for right. screenshots and stuff. 
right? And um, this is actually a full-blown expedition on EDSM. So you can go there, you can sign up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's official now. Uh, is it, does, it, does the tiny URL still work? Actually, the tiny URL uh, takes us to, well, that should still take you to the, the root, which is sort of uh, unneeded now since I've totally replaced it with the official expedition. But if you actually go to EDSM and click on the expeditions tab, so that's edsm.net, the expeditions tab, um, it's right there at the very top on the right side. Uh, Distant Screws Expedition, which looks kind of funny because it says from LHS 317 to LHS 317. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're going all the way out and all the way back. So we're covering uh, almost 79,000 light years. No, we're screwy, bro. That's how we do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're going to get real screwy up in the galaxy. <laughs> you know, I, I think we missed a pretty good opportunity because uh, you pointed out to me, I think yesterday, that a lot of people have been calling this deep screws. And man, uh-huh. I, I think we missed an opportunity there. I got to tell you. <laughs> I I love, and I said this to somebody, um, I love that like emergent culture thing where they sort of, the, the name drifted and suddenly I realized, wait a second, people are calling it this other very, very cool name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just 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 for the record, I am probably tomorrow going to make up a um, a, a deep screws uh, icon, and we'll pass that around too, just <laughs> okay, for just for shits okay. and gigs. So that could be that could go on the website along with. So uh, EDSM only has a certain amount of sort of definable roles that they will allow you to have, right. but there have been many many people that have been calling dibs on what they wish we could have as our roles. So I think we need to create a page on the website where uh, on, uh, you know, uh, loose screws ED uh, that people can go to and have a little separate page and we can have uh, our listed uh, roles that are our screwy titles for this mm-hmm, expedition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, because when we go out screwing, we go for two months and we go deep. We go so deep, <laughs> so deep. Uh, okay, so let's let's hit a couple of high points because I know there's been a lot of questions and this is coming right up. So um, I want to yeah. start by saying uh, on the Google form that I made, which was really like for my own fun and to prove to EDSM that I had enough people to justify them importing it in the first place, uh, there are 40 responses uh, of people who are signed up. And that is two PlayStation, 11 Xbox, and 23 uh, on Windows. I... Actually, now I'm remembering somebody mentioned that I didn't include Mac on there. Isn't the Mac version dead? No, no, the Mac really? is not. No, to my knowledge, it is still playable. Uh, I don't it doesn't know how, have Horizons. Yeah, I think that's correct. I don't think it has Horizons, um, but I think that there's like four people on Mac. And I, as I'm saying that there's the four <laughs> people on Mac, I'm, I'm sure that somebody will go, hey, I'm on Mac, hey, I'm on Mac. Uh, I want to hear for him because I thought it was abandoned, in, in which case they wouldn't have been getting... Updates, so I don't well, see how it could be playable, but I don't know. Let me let me, let me say this real quick. So, part of the problem is that uh, Mac is or Apple as a company has pretty much shit on the gamer as a whole because they basically were not developing any sort of video cards for quite a while. And uh, the last round of pros was the first, or the pros that like the fifteen thousand dollar pro that come out. Yeah. Uh, was it two, three months ago, four months ago, whatever it was? Mm-hmm. That's the first time they've they've really released something that could actually play a game, and it's still. Well, me, they 
They've been, uh, since they switched to Intel chips, they've been using the same graphics boards as the rest of us. Um, the, the mostly they've been coming with um, AMD stuff. Right. And then some of the laptops for a while had NVIDIA's. They're not usually using NVIDIA's these days, but they, uh, anyway, I mean, they have the capability. The issue is the operating system isn't uh, compatible with like the standard DirectX stuff. And right. they, they, instead of like kind of adopting that, because that's Microsoft, everybody, they uh, actually made their own language called Metal, which is actually like the same thing that is what's going on on like iPhone and iPad. Mm-hmm. As, and, and, you know, they have some game developers working on that, but it, it's, not, it's not a like uh, globally accepted sort of standard. So, uh, yeah, they're just a little behind the curve on the gaming side. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I I didn't mean to go off on the Mac thing. I just <laughs> noticed that. Uh, so anyway, there are forty responses hey, on anytime the. Anytime I can shit on a Mac, I'm good to go. So <laughs> okay. Well, they do a really good job for all of my day to day business work. So in my recording studio, but uh, I play on Windows because that's where games play when I'm playing games. So uh, forty responses on the Google form. Uh, the distance screws has 20 participants signed up on EDSM. So uh, for all of you, the, the other 20 of you who are, have signed the form um, and did not yet get to, over to EDSM, um, you know, what, what, that, what EDSM does for you is essentially like gives you, a, uh, it's, a, it's a little bit social. It gives you like an account and a way to like track your progress through the galaxy, not just the expedition, but this expedition will like go on your permanent record kind of thing um, if you're able to complete it. So the rules for that are if you're signed up and you have your API key, so it's like attached to your Frontier account, it will track you as you play. And if you complete all of the waypoints of the expedition between the start and end points, the start and end dates, I should say, then that means you're counted as having completed it. So with that in mind... Uh, like I said, the start time is going to be just a little bit before we actually take off. Uh, on Tuesday, the 3rd, my time, it's actually 1 a.m. March 4th UTC. Um, and I went ahead and pushed the end date back one week from when I'm planning to be back so that people have another seven days of catch-up time if you know, you're not on the same pace as everybody else because uh, I didn't want it to cut somebody off by, <laughs> by just a day or something. and have that trouble. So anyway, so the, the, the arrival date at the end of the expedition is going to be May 5th. And that's 1 a.m. May 5th UTC, so uh, May 4th, my time. And um, yeah, you just hit all the, pass through all of the systems in the list between those dates, and uh, you'll be counted as, as completing. So the, that, that's about it for you know, the, the official rules of EDSM. So what all we're going to do is as far as like meetups and stuff like that, like I'm going to be streaming on Tuesdays and I'm planning on the only time I actually make expedition progress, it's going to be live on the stream. Um, Cause part of this was like sort of to have a record of what it's actually like to do a thing like this right. uh, for people who haven't. So, but that doesn't mean you have to follow my pace um, but it does mean you know where I'll be on certain days because you know I'm going to end at the waypoints that I've left notes on um, as being planned episode end points for each of the weeks uh, in each of the shows. So um, if everybody is gathered at 
you know, we're going to land at Eagle's Landing on the first episode. So episode two, that means we'll be taking off from Eagle's Landing. And you know about what time I'll be there, uh, you know, 7.30 Eastern time-ish. And I'll see if anybody's around before I take off. And maybe we'll have another little photo op and um, stuff like that. But besides meetups, um, I'm going to be in the Discord talking with whomever. And we'll talk about what we've found and kind of compare notes and stuff as we've been going. And I think that's going to um, help fend off the space madness, which we'll, <laughs> we'll talk more a little bit more about later. Uh, the streams end, or sorry, not the streams, the expedition ending spot right now, it's, it's said to be LHS 317 because we don't have anything else going on. Um, if that changes in the future... I actually don't know if I'll be able to change it on EDSM once the expedition begins. There, there might be some kind of a coding rule against me modifying something once it's actually started. Right. Um, so, but whatever, you know. But right now, we're planning on starting and and, and ending back in the same system. Um, the the decal. Okay, so uh, it was suggested by many smart people that uh, I think particularly Kai that we. I'll put the same decal on our ships to make our screenshots look awesome and coherent. Um, so in our Discord, there has been a post in the events channel. And I'm going to go check it right now. It is a pinned message. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to jump to it right now to review. So what, what we did is we sort of talked about it for a while. Basically, we're looking at four different of the... Uh, power play decals um, because these are available for only 20 arcs if you don't have them. Uh, mine, I, my account actually already has them because I had the commander's pack when I bought the game. So if you bought some kind of special pack when you got the game, it may have come with some extra skins and decals and these might be included already. Otherwise, they're only 20 arcs. Um, you can earn 20 arcs by shooting things in a hazres for a few minutes. So... Um, there's a vote up on this post in the events channel that is pinned, like I said, and uh, basically put the corresponding emoji uh, on it, emoji reaction to the post for the one that you like. Uh, Currently in the lead is Felicia Winters. It has changed, the lead has changed hands. So Felicia Winters' decal is currently in the lead. And I'm going to cut that off on Monday, the day before the expedition actually launches so that we all have a chance to uh, do it and we're not scrambling at the last second. What do we do if there's a tie? And if I mean, there's I know a, tie, a tie, if, there is a if tie. there's a tie, well, here, I'll give you two options. I will, we will ask uh, Commander Tierval what he thinks, or we will <laughs> roll a random number generator. What do you think? I much prefer the random number generator. I do not want to be responsible <laughs> at all for making a decision on this. <laughs> okay, if there's a tie, I will use a random number generator that I find on Google, and that will be the arbiter of all disagreements. Yes, the arbiter of succession. I could. <laughs> yes. I like. I like that right now. The voting stands at literally it's five, four, three, two in order. So that's kind I of that. it's it's neat. Yeah, yeah. So. um uh, that's a that's the about the size of it for distant screws. That's what's going on. Um, we're all we're all in for a deep screwing. Did I forget anything? <laughs> Nothing I can think of. The one thing that we need to kind of talk about is when we come back, though, because there is something that's happening along with this that might affect that. Mm-hmm. So let I me. Didn't start. Step, well, I didn't want to step on your business. So no, no, no. I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> that. 
So let me go ahead and officially announce that um, Tweet74 will be joining the Loose Screws team. And what he will be doing is uh, he will be managing the BGS because as of yesterday evening, I officially submitted for a player-made faction for Loose Screws. And the... Should I announce which systems that we're looking at? Or no, I, no, 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 no. Okay. Hold it until they actually pick one. Yeah. I think. So, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. I, I, I was really originally going to announce it and I thought, nah, I should probably wait. But anyway, um, so the cool thing about this is that uh, Tweak will not be joining us. Not that it's cool he's not joining us, but Tweak will not be joining us on the trip. But this, if this goes through, we should have our um, uh, player-made faction ready to go by the time we get back. So we, anybody who wants to um, can go and turn in their uh, exploration data at whatever station we end up getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way we can get a little boost in the BGS. Right on. So let me start off by saying we are not in the business of global, I'm sorry, of galactic domination. <laughs> global domination, Yes. Yes, not global domination. Yeah, not galactic domination. Um, we are doing this to, number one, kind of have some fun. There's been a lot of requests from the community. Number two, I think it'd be cool to have it in the in the game. And number three, man, I'm broken like crazy. I am sorry, guys. Number <laughs> three is um, the... I don't want anybody to feel like that we're going to, like we're going to go after someone else's BGS or we're going to interfere with that. We picked a couple of systems that are pretty out of the, uh, for lack of a better term, traffic of the uh, bubble, but not so far out that it's annoying to get to. Um, And we're not looking to take over anybody's uh, system that they're in. We're not going to go to war with anybody unless it's like a fun, we're going to have fun war killing each other until we're just done with it. We're not trying to... You know, irritate nobody, nothing like that. We're not, we're not, we're not doing anything like that. And I'm not, I'm not going to tolerate stuff like that. We're just trying to have fun with it. So, and if you are in a, a player made faction and you're happy with your faction, there's no reason to come over and help us. But you should help us. But there's no reason to. So, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, right, right. So, uh, congratulations and, to Tweet. So, yeah, and and um, just about the exploration data because we had talked about the possibility of people turning in. Uh, in Leong Ri systems, mm-hmm. um, once you're allied with him and level five for the massive, massive payout bonus, um, you can still do that. Our faction is definitely not going to be in a Leong Ri system at that time, so um, you know it's up to you. But just to since I had since we had mentioned that before, I thought I'd answer that question preemptively. Yeah. So. Um, The the thing I kind of want to talk to talk about real quick is the um, what I've been up to this week. I've been researching other space games, and I have dipped my toe back into No Man's Sky, and I have decided that what I want. Well, let me say this: I think that they finally fixed No Man's Sky because it was broke as shit when it launched and I hated it. I'm still not fond of their space flight stuff. Their space flight stuff, their solar system models are abysmally bad and uh, 
there's nothing scientifically accurate about it at all. But walking around on the planet, walking around, uh, you know, interacting with their NPCs, interacting with their stuff, the base building stuff, man, that's top notch. I love it. I have fun with it. Um, I don't want to give them a lot of credit. It's still, I don't like the aesthetics. I think it's ugly. Um, I think that it needs, still needs a lot of work. Um, but I, I think that what they've done with it is make a game that I'm happy I paid 60 bucks for. Um, but I, I would like to see some of those things inside of Elite Dangerous, like the, the walking around stuff. Now, the, the flight model, the arcade flight model, it feels like Star Fox. While I like Star Fox, I don't want that in Elite Dangerous, and it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's bad. The other thing I want to mention real quick is Star Citizen. Um, I believe that's just in their PTR, which it's weird for them to have a PTR alive, and they're still in alpha. It's, or I guess technically they're in a beta now. It's just really weird the way they do that. What's but, a PTR? Uh, player Test Realm. Oh, okay. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And, and apparently you have to be like a, uh, like one of their, uh, I can't remember what they're called, like their beta, their early beta subscribers or something to be able to be on their PTR. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you're on the PTR, you get access to a ship called the Carrick. And there's a number of videos floating around where you, people take you through a tour of it. And I, I don't want to turn this into the Star Citizen show, but I just want to talk about this is what I want from, like, if, if there was something to say, like, from the 2020 update, I want, I want an Elite Dangerous Carrick, and I want uh, No Man's Sky base building walking around. Those are the two things I want. Yeah. The Carrick, you know, the Carrick has, like, a little shuttle bay. You can land shuttles in. It has a, a cargo bay. You can actually see cargo in. It has... It has a um, uh, like a place you can drive up little land vehicles into. It has, um, and the whole ship is fully accessible. Like you can walk all over it, and it actually has an engineering bay that you can go down into. It open up like panels on the engine, and like it looks like when they ever implement like things you can repair, you can actually get in there and repair parts in the engine and stuff if they're damaged. And there's some really cool things that are going on there. And I hate to give them credit because I feel like that game is, is a complete mess in general. But that was the first thing I have seen out of Star Citizen that I really enjoyed. A lot of the videos I've seen are comparing it to the Serenity in, um, from Firefly. Firefly. Yeah. yeah. And that's a very good example. It's really, really, really well done. And uh, kudos to... Um, uh, Star Citizen team for making that. I don't know what the thing is priced at. I can't find it anywhere where you actually got to purchase it. I've, I've been hearing rumors of like 400 bucks. Um, well, I don't, yeah. Well, the way they do their, the way they do their, their ships in that game is you have to pay real money for them. And then yeah. you have like a subscription price that you pay uh, per month to keep insurance on the thing. Uh, which it was, is, there was some kind of thing for the character where it was like a $380 upgrade that was only available if you had previously purchased like an $80 thing. I don't know. There was like a, it, it, I looked into it very briefly and I was like, whoa, that's weird. Yeah. That's um, bonkers, man. Yeah. It, it's, it's really weird the way they do their um, ships like that. I, I don't like that. Um, it makes it really difficult to try out other ships and uh, I just, I don't like it. Um, 
anyway, uh, that ship is really good. The, the, I mean, there's actually a, 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 carto a cartographic lab where you can go there and look at the, and they have one star system in this game, right? Or two star systems in this game right now. But, you know, you can go there and actually look at the star systems and hmm. do all the things. There's some really cool things in this ship um, that I would like FDev to kind of, I don't want them to go full star system, of course, but I'd like for them to, glean some of the cool things from it and import them, so to speak. Like, hey, let me walk around my 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 vet already. Let me do that, please. Mm -hmm. um, so that's actually all I wanted to cover on those two things. Um, the only other thing is I want to stroke my own ego a little bit is that I um, am ranked 294 right now in uh, CQC. So okay. and, congrats, man. And, that is a huge thing. And I'm just going to say it. Uh, I one on one killed Musketeer twice, so that's, I'm, is, I'm just saying <laughs> that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he he passed hundred thousand kills last week. The dude's a badass. So wow. now, I mean, you know, I didn't walk away unscathed. I was like at two percent uh, hole each time, but I still got him. So, <laughs> yep, congrats, Counts. man. That's awesome. Counts. Yeah. And with that, I think that brings us down to new members to Disco. 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 So our new Disco dancers this week <laughs> include... Is it, That's what you meant, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you meant the Discord server. Yeah, I'm Discord, sorry. yeah. I'm an idiot. Okay. Wait, wait a second. I, let me have, ask you a question, Trax. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How, does one, how does one join our Discord server? Well, I think to do that, probably the fastest and most bestest of all possible ways would be to go to tinyurl.com slash loose screws podcast. Just put that into like a browser or something. Right on, brother. You'll probably figure it out. So people who figured that out this week include Tweak9690, Vox Doctor, Zach Blanchett. That's a very normal name. Uh, anyway, uh, Stump Cutter, Dr. Toxic, Mad King Haster, Tatswa369, guessing at, at that. Uh, I, I would say Tatsuwa, but okay. <laughs> Tatsuwa, you're putting the long U in there. Yep, okay. Tatsuwa, yeah, I bet you're right. I bet you're right. Uh, Tokoso or Tukoso? Commander Tokoso, the Tokoso. Uh, amazing... The amazing artist that does the, he, he literally just put out a new Elite Dangerous album this week that we'll be talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome to have the, all of these people in here. Awesome to have that. For sure. Uh, lead, lead Eaters. Lead Eaters? Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> it's, it's all the names with no spaces. I, my brain. Anyway, <laughs> Lead Eaters. This is a personal challenge. Uh, B-Man's Redemption. Shamino. Sky Kogue. Kogue. Yes, Sky Kogue. Uh, that says John N0117. Right? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Papa Beans, Ariri. I know, I actually asked him how to say that. It's Ariri. <laughs> uh, Lur Von Omicron. Uh, bonus points if you get that reference. Fuck yeah. Z <laughs> uh, Zoiper? Zoiper? Mm, I think I got that wrong. Uh, Roy Cookson, Ignava77. Uh, then we have, let's see, Orange Phoenix, uh, who is a, a 
Sagai guy, and uh, we'll be talking about something is he it, did a little later. He, yeah, he is a huge uh, person within the SPVFA community. He's a streamer and, and a creator of all sorts of content, including for Sagai. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and somebody <laughs> told me that when he joined, he was number two hundred in the Discord. Uh, he was, in fact, the two hundredth joiner. Uh, next, uh, Whiskey Twenty Four Actual. We have Kinetic Impulsor, who is the host of Guard Frequency, right? Host of Guard Absolutely. Frequency. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, no fool like one. Uh, we believe the current manager of Canon, editor. So LCU say? No Fool Like One is an administrator over on the Canon Admin. Discord, and he is one of the main uh, people within the the leadership council there, as well as holding several other roles within the community. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of stuff with Hutton Truckers. He does he he's written stuff. He's he's done all kinds of things. He's definitely someone we're going to be talking to soon. Right on, right on. Uh, and then just before we started recording, Galactic Grid Boy, and then just after we started recording, Sabatron has joined. Welcome. So, boom, boom, boom. Welcome everyone. Glad to have you. Welcome to the fun. Welcome, welcome for sure. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so next on the list of stuff to talk about was going to be some Discord shoutouts. Uh, we kind of carrying over from last week, we want to remind again that Commander Lieutenant Zephyr is doing the World's Greatest Shave charity for Leukemia Foundation. Uh, and there's a very long link, but you'll find it in the show notes to go and help out and donate and support for that. Um... There is, let's see, who else? Oh, who's this guy? Yeah, so uh, (laughs) part-time voice actor and uncredited consultant for the Transporter movie franchise, Kai Zen, made Combat Deadly this week. So that's pretty good. Congratulations (laughs) on that. That that guy's a scrub. Fake news. (laughs) Move along. Not anymore. Not anymore. Um, And then uh, one more thing that I wanted to mention that uh, the community member, Commander Jello Wiggler, uh, had mentioned uh, earlier in the week that his, uh, he and his family are going through some uh, tough medical issues, and uh, we want to make sure that he knows that thoughts and hearts are with him. I haven't been able to talk about the situation and get any kind of updates or anything, but I, I hope all is going as well as it can be Uh, And, you know, we're thinking about you, whether you're here or whether you're not. So, yeah, man, uh, when he when he first posted about that, I I literally was uh, (laughs) I was sort of laying in bed and I was about to like crash out and take a little nap. And then I saw that and I was like, oh, crap. And I hopped in and talked with him for like an hour. We had a really, really Uh, good talk. And uh, yeah, man. um, So just everyone keep a good thought out for for. for Jello and his family, and the little Wiggler, his daughter, uh, she's she's going through a really really rough situation, and and it's um, it's a, it's 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 the kind of thing that as a parent, like you you just gotta feel like your heart goes out to him because he's yeah. doing everything he can, and him and his wife are keeping it together, and then they've got the other you know little one to think of as well, and so just uh, Jello, just know that uh, we all love you, and we're keeping out a good heart, good good thoughts. 
prayers, everything, whatever you're into, whatever your personal thing is, whether it's a thought or a prayer or a, anything, send it out to Jello, man. You're here. Yeah, that's just awful. Um, yeah. I mean, sh- that kids shouldn't have to go through the crap like that. That's just awful. So, yeah. anyway, um, moving forward, um, we're going to do story time. Unless I'm skipping a note here, that's next, right? Sorry, I looked. I looked away from the screen, and my mouse <laughs> scrolled. And I'm not 100 sure that's where we're at. So, <laughs> I think it is. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So last week on Story Time, we went to the Generation Ship Hyperion, and NL Hate got there first. Um, DJ Wiley, Smokey Samson, Meg Eighty One, Kaizen, Neo Dreadlord, JN Tracks all went there and took screenshots. So this week, how are or well, let me well, wait, say, tell, talk, let's talk about what we found there, right? Hold on, hold on, yeah, hold, on, sure. hold, on hold on. Okay. Kai won with the Donkey Balls reference. Oh. If you're not sure of the Donkey Balls <laughs> reference, go watch uh, uh, The Expanse. The Expanse, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, to be clear, because that really does not come off well if someone doesn't get the context. <laughs> it does not, no. I posted a short gif of a character from that show quoting when he is in a moment of frustration uh, utters the statement donkey balls, but it was in context. It's not just like a weird fetish or anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Not that we're kink shaming, but hey, nothing wrong with it, but actually with that one, there's something wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> we're shaming that kink. All right, moving on. <laughs> um, man, the, the Hyperion is, so let me start off with saying that what happened on the Hyperion to me is like, is like creepier, than some of the other things that have happened on some of the generation ships. So um, the Hyperion's troubles began when the pastors began to worship a child named Zechariah as a Messiah who would lead them to the promised land. Um, When the ship's commander tried to stop a ritual and detain Zechariah, he was thrown out an airlock. I believe his name was Commander Jefferson. Eventually, Zechariah revealed his plan to open up all the ship's airlocks uh, and for the pastors went along with it, believing they would ascend to a higher plane of existence. Uh, the Hyperion's midshipmen planned to kill Zechariah before he could carry out his plan, but he failed. Um, we, th- I think it was because he just he. I think he was killed before he got a chance to. The logs aren't real clear on that because um, the next part in the logs just says you know they they vent out all of the. Uh, they open up all the airlocks and vent out all the air. And man, that's like that's like what happened in uh uh what was it, Africa back in the 70s where they drank the Kool-Aid and uh mm, yeah. so you're talking you're talking about Jonestown in Jonestown, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, this the, the way that this one here played out, uh all the these were all the logs from the midship from the midshipmen. Not all the logs, of course, but... Uh, five of them. <laughs> yeah, five of them. And the last one is just real freaking creepy. Because um, it's just like automated system message, manual override granted on all logs, full ship purge initiated at 0952, and then it just keeps saying purge complete. <laughs> wow. I mean, that, that's just super creepy to me. That, I mean, that like like... How how does this how does things like this even happen? How does 
how does that happen to where a group of people can just, you know, do all that? I, 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 yeah. And it looks like... And things like, like that have really happened in the real world, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you know, like, um, you know, the, 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 they followed this kid. And only, it looks like only one person was really against him. And, you know, this is a generation ship. So you got to assume that there's 10, 50,000 people on this thing. Mm-hmm. And they all just went along with it. They were all okay with it. And, and, and oh man, just creeps me out like to no, no end. <laughs> but for um, sure, this week, um, we're going to visit a, we're, we're going to visit something a little bit different. We're going to visit just a star. So there's not really a, um, scavenger hunt this week on to find what it is, but there is something to go do because, uh, Tuesday, we are doing uh, distance screws. So if you have never done a uh, neutron boost jump, then I want you to go out to Jackson's Lighthouse. That is the nearest neutron star that I'm aware of where you can do a super boost. And it's a good place to practice. It's actually the place where I learned to do it. Uh, It's also just beautiful. The rotation on it is beautiful. If you kind of get away, like if you come into it and then fly away a little bit and just look at it. It's really beautiful to do, but I want you to take a picture of you either, you know, doing the jump or with your jump range and maybe we'll have a little contest to see who's, who can actually have the biggest, uh, can jump the farthest. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how we'll judge the winner this week is who ends up with the biggest jump range after they charge their FSD. If you're not sure how to do a, uh, a super boost or a, a jump, um, number one, uh, just real quick, uh, fly into the little jet cones, fly away from the star. Don't be like me. I got a video where I screwed it <laughs> up and died with, with, there's a story there, but anyway, um, you charge it up. You wait till it says FSD charged. You fly away, you do the jump. And, uh, there's several videos out there. If y'all need help with it, by all means, let us know. We can, we can take you through that. But I think it'd be good for people to go there and kind of practice it. And I think it'd be good for uh, people to uh, know how to do it if you haven't done it. So, mm-hmm. but. And, and Neutron is the way to start because it's easier for some reason. I think the, the jet cones tend to protrude a lot farther, right? Yeah. Whereas a yeah. white dwarf tends to have smaller jet cones. So even though it's not worth as much, not nearly as much as for as far as a, a boost to your FSD, it's actually like also a lot more dangerous because you have to get a lot closer to the star's mm-hmm. exclusion zone in order to get to the jet cone. Yeah, it's um, and the, the, I think it was a white dwarf is what I died on, but I'm not 100 sure on that though, because I mm-hmm. died, you know. Anyway, so I think that is it. We're going to turn it over to Kai with Elite Week. All right, so let's start with last week's Kai's question. What game would you like merged with Elite Dangerous and why? My answer was Battletech. We've already gone through it. Uh, Trax's answer was Star Trek Bridge Crew, and he didn't get a chance to elaborate, so I'm going to ask him real quick to elaborate a little bit on what uh, your thoughts behind that answer of Star Trek Bridge Crew. Well, sure. So I just think like there's a, a lot of missed opportunity for what's going on in the game with multi-crew and what could be expanded with like some coming updates. 
um, when who knows what we'll get, whether it's being able to walk around on the bridges and stuff like that. But if we could manage to man each other's systems and like get onto, you know, the bridge of somebody's anaconda and be responsible for a bunch of turrets and actually be sort of like standing at a gunner's panel instead of just going into this sort of like amorphous three, you know, third person view and stuff that that's sort of, I don't know, less cool to me. I, I don't want to like be a one of those immersion junkies, but you know, it's just it's it would be cooler to to kind of be like that. So I thought that'd be a nice thing to kind of add if if this elite feet thing turns up. Right on, man. I dig it. I dig it. And Ty's answer was Subnautica for all of the reasons that he gave last week. So let's hear what your answers were. The Texercist wrote in and said, so here's the problem for me. With all the things we wish for, no game that I play comes close to as ambitious or deep as Elite Dangerous. I'm extremely hard-pressed to think of something that I'd like to pull in. I don't want space legs. I know I'm weird, so that eliminates a lot of games for me. I suppose it would be EVE Online for the simple scope of battles. CZs are a joke compared to the battles on EVE Online in terms of sheer size of the battles. Also, no point... Uh, on point with at Watherspoon, there is so much more risk in EVE Online. Battles uh, matter because you can lose literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in terms of ship worth. Elite doesn't have that as much anymore. If my ship blows up, oh well. So I can just jump in a CZ and try my non-meta build, and if I die, it doesn't really matter. So he's calling back there to the Watherspoon interview from a couple weeks ago where Watherspoon uh, pointed out that he feels that uh, there's some of the danger is leaving Elite Dangerous, and, and uh, he, he's a little sad to see the galaxy get nerfed. It takes away the spice of it. <clears throat> Commander DJ Wiley wrote in saying, Maybe a bit of a random one, this, but I'd like to cross elite with Wipeout 2097. It was my favorite <laughs> futuristic racing game on the PS1 back in the day. I think having some functionality in the game to properly handle races would be cool. Either set courses or a way for players to make their own courses would be awesome. And we could race ships, SRVs, or even dedicated racing vehicles similar to the way that you fly and wipe out. So this one starts off sounding like a sort of a silly uh, thing when you say, well, wipe out 2097. But when you get to the germ of what he's talking about, it's actually oh, yeah. what he's saying mm -hmm. is give us the ability to make either a uh, spaceship or SRV, you know, on land-based races where we can set race courses and do all kinds of fun things that, uh, you know, could, could, just enhance the the different abilities that we have with the SRV uh, or sorry with the Buckyball Racing Club and the uh, Elite Racers. You know, this uh, is something. This is something I've, I've actually talked about before. I feel like it'd be an easy thing because it already exists. They already have the rings in the game, mm -hmm. and it, it looks to me that they could just make it to where we could drop them, make them to where they despawn after a couple hours or something. And it seems it seems to me like it's an easy thing that they could implement for us. And yeah. Right on. Uh, so Commander Six Element wrote in, I would cross elite with the Halo universe. I would want it to focus more on ship-to-ship -ship combat on a large scale. A dream of mine would be to take a full control over a full-size CSO supercarrier and just annihilate an entire UNSC fleet single-handed. The game would focus on PvP combat between the UNSC and Covenant, but on a huge scale with giant warships and all the goodness um, Lustful Ewok wrote in, 
I would choose the dead space universe. Just imagine coming up to an abandoned mining station or an abandoned ship and using your space legs to walk around one of these places and hearing creepy shit, having some pee in your pants, jump scares, lights (laughs) flickering as you make your way down the cargo bay to find some kind of artifact that has a weird glow about it. I can go on and on, but that would make the game for me. No, no, no Fortnite stuff. Just being creeped out and shitting all over yourself from an environment on the vessel you're on. That, that I mean, imagine Dav's hope with some creepy, yeah. eerie music going, and you're you're digging through the the you know invisible stuff. You open a door, and a body falls on you, and it's not attacking you. It's just it was you know leaning against the whatever, and you know it just fell out of a rack or something when you open the door. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> let me let me say this about jump scares. Uh, first of all, no, and I love Dead Space. So, <laughs> right on. Okay, so Gav Cook wrote in, and he said, "I'd cross Elite Dangerous with The Sims. Imagine a family living and working on a Type Nine, like a family business. Kids arguing about being bored. Mum and Dad worrying about Thargoids and the prices at starports. They could even be working for a company that runs a fleet of cargo and trade ships." where the parents take their families around the galaxy with them. Interesting. That's, yeah. I mean, so like there's a lot really that you can unpack underneath that, 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 you know, could, could add, he's talking about a lot of things that add sort of immersion and, and, and the slice of life aspect to the game. So I take that. Yeah. Uh, Com- Commander McPherson wrote in saying the game I would like to see elite mixed with is old school mist. Imagine landing on a planet with your space legs and walking up to solve some puzzles in order to unlock blueprints, materials, engineers, and such. Could be searching for guardian sites, wrecks, ancient ruins, the possibilities. This, I feel, A, yes, 100%, 1,000%, 10,000% yes. And B, I feel that this very much ties in with what Ty was talking about earlier when he's talking about the No Man's Sky aspect. I feel like No Man's Sky from the from the bit, and I'll be honest, I have not personally played it, but I have watched videos and streams of people that were playing it and, and I've looked into it some. And I don't like some of the, what I feel is the cartoony aspect and the lack of flight mechanics, just is pretty much echoing everything that Ty said on his feelings on it. But um, I do like sort of a lot of the intricacies and puzzles aspect of like you can build things and do stuff out there and build a base and you go out there and you're interacting with the the universe for elite week i've said it a mil- or sorry for elite feed i've said it a million times i do not want fortnite with thargoids but the whole aspect of like running around and like engineering, building something, doing something, interacting with flora and fauna or trying to like, you know, break rocks and get minerals or whatever. Like all of that is potentially very, very fascinating if they do it right. So yeah, truly. So roughneck 57 wrote in saying the game I'd like to see merged with elite is kind of an obvious one wing commander or Star Lancer. I think it would be pretty cool if at various times in the game, you could opt onto a mission with a faction where you'd commit to playing through, say, three to five scripted Wing Commander-type missions that build on each other in a story arc. Uh, I'd imagine that you're limited to the SLFs for the duration. Then, when you finish the block of missions, you're released from service with a fat credit reward and a faction promotion. Just think of it. You'd be, it would be cool to have scripted story missions to get away from the grind from time to time. 
So this one is an interesting balance because I, I like it from the aspect of uh, having like hooks into an in-depth universe. The part that pushes me away, though, is that the thing that I love about Elite is that it's just sort of a big open universe and it's just there. And I feel like if we get too, uh, like this could be done really, really well, but it would take a lot of work because if you're too narrow with your scope on it, what basically you end up having is a similar thing to World of Warcraft or whatever, where every last person says, hey, do you remember the time we did the mission to save the princess? Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> you need to make sure that you put in enough hooks that go in sort of all different directions that it doesn't feel like you're just being thrown down certain tunnels and funneled into the exact same experience as everyone else. But if you do it right and put a lot of work and effort into it, that could actually be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, NL Hate wrote in real quick to say, I would mix Elite with Anthem because who needs space legs when you're Iron Man? Which is very metal, bro. <laughs> uh, Sidebar and- here. Uh, <laughs> they are actually completely reworking Anthem, which is a abysmal mess right now. But I would like to see what they do with that because I like the idea of Anthem, but man, it's just a mess of a game. <clears throat> yeah, I'm so <clears throat> I'm so sorry. I had a coffin fit there. Oh, <laughs> uh, Anthem to me is like um, it's like you take a kit car. And uh, you have like an amazing, you know, a a Porsche 911 kit car built on like a a, a Citroen or something where it's like it has so much potential when you look at it on the surface. But then when you dug into it, it was like, oof, this is a this is a nightmare. Mm. All right. So lastly, Anna Barrick wrote in and I, I, I wanted these to sort of sort of be book book case. What is it? Book ended. Yeah, I wanted it to bookend because this one also comes in really well. I'd have to say EVE Online from 10 Uh years ago. I wouldn't want the whole thing. Otherwise, I'd still be playing it. But Meaningful Piracy, Take Drop Cargo or Salvage Hull for modules. Uh, Minus 10 for Life, Meaningful Crime and Punishment. So you can tell right away that he's a low set guy. Uh, I was a legal target for everyone where I went. But the flashy red was a badge of pride. Low sec was my home. So I, just in case you didn't play it, what he's talking about here is people that lived out in null sec or low sec uh, that engaged in a lot of PVP type activities, <clears throat> you would eventually sort of, they had a different crime and punishment system that it would force you into the situation where you just lived. If you live by the gun, you die by the gun. It is what it is and you, you're not safe. You just have to be ready to throw down at any moment. <clears throat> so he says, low sec was my home. The wild frontiers of null sec home to only player-controlled factions with their own systems, their own regions, had their own police forces and armies. They had alliances to band together and fight capital ship battles. Ultimately, being able to wipe each other's sections off the map and take over each other's systems. People could choose their own level of PvP. Stay in high sec, be relatively safe. Uh, You could still be suicide ganked even there. Uh, Live in low sec, for higher rewards, more danger, and only security near stations and gates. <clears throat> or move to NullSec and either just forge your own path or join a group with people. Trade, mine, build, and fight for your own player group. Don't get me wrong. There was and is massive issues with EVE. But pro tip, FDev, just steal the good bits. <clears throat> now, I got to say, this I think is brilliant. Uh, I love the idea of, number one, making higher rewards, as I've said, for in open, for people that are actually interacting with other people than in solo uh, or private groups. I love the idea 
of <clears throat> a better sort of crime and punishment system that has more interactive gameplay where when you're in Shinrada Desra, you should be absolutely safe because you're like you're in the biggest built up area that the cops should be everywhere and crime should be just an, a, a, a stupid idea. <clears throat> but when you go out to these systems that are farther away from the central hub that are more, <clears throat> you know, on the periphery, it should get riskier and riskier and riskier, both for PVP situations where like the cops just don't respond or they respond much slower. Uh, and also for PVE situations where <clears throat> when you get out there, the pirates that you face should be better engineered, should be better able to handle themselves, should attack in larger groups, should just give you a harder run for your money. But out there, the farther you get out from safety, that's where you put the enticing, you know, better material drops or better <clears throat> mining or, or, or goods that drop from, from, you know, loot that drops from when you kill enemy ships or whatever, <clears throat> basically incentivizing people to get out there and mix it up more. Um, I think that's awesome. Sure. Yeah. All right. So this week's Kai's question, what movie or show inspires your love of space sim games? So for me, there's actually two. The first one was, you know, when I was a kid and it was the last Starfighter. There's a moment and I linked a video in, in the video chat <clears throat> channel earlier in the week. Um, I just wanted to be Alex Rogan. I wanted to just, you know, I, I was in love with Mags. I wanted to, you know, grab Mags, throw her on the ship, take off, and and just go out and live a life of adventure with, with my girl. And Griggs is my co-pilot. And I just, I mm -hmm. loved all that. And then more recently, <clears throat> in the last, you know, uh, more as, you know, uh, not as a, as a littler kid, but more as sort of on the grown-up side of it, Firefly, man. I love just that feeling of getting by and, and you know, just living job to job and doing whatever it takes. And I, I love that aspect of it. And they're sort of two weird opposites because one, you are the, you know, the sort of the messiah. You are the, you know, super uber hero that saved the whole galaxy. And then the other one, you're just a dude. And I love both aspects of those. Um. So who wants to go first? Tire tracks. Tracks, you go, bud. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, a as a kid, the original thing for me was Star Wars. Um, and, you know, and actually, like, I'm going to run into all, all this stuff that I'm talking about has very little to do with Sim uh, in the, the capital S simulation, you know, kind of thing. But just, like, interest in space and stuff was um, since basically before I could talk. So... Uh, it was bound to happen, but yeah, Star Wars. And then I remember watching, uh, it was actually, I guess this is how old I am, but um, Star Trek The Next Generation was what we would do like as a family when I was like uh, pretty young uh, that had just kind of started. Um, I did truly love Firefly and that that does step more toward the sim thing, you know, like that that show having the 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 strength the intestinal fortitude to actually do no sound in space for their for the tv show version anyway um which i don't know maybe that's why it didn't last but uh i i really loved just those little details by then i was old enough that i got why that was going to be important to me and so i was like so appreciated them sticking to their guns with with that and of course it goes on and on and on but those were the kind of the 
the youngest ones and then the one that I think has to more, most to do with being a sim, if that makes sense. So mine's a little bit different. Um, mine from, like, I, I, I could cite uh, Last Starfighter, I could cite Star Trek, I could cite Star Wars. But the thing that really made me fall in love with space was people don't know this, but there was a time where like back in the early 80s and even early 90s um, or mid, back through the 80s and early 90s, what I'm trying to say, they would actually break into live TV to show the space shuttle launches. Um, And I remember watching like I, like, my school would actually roll in the TV to actually show the shuttle launches, like when they were going on, or or a few times they called us all into the um, uh, uh, cafeteria where there's a there was a projector, and they would actually show us the TVs launching or the um, uh, shuttles launching. TVs launching doesn't make sense, but anyway, they would actually show <laughs> it live, and it was really cool that they did that. And um, you know, that kind of got me into space and. Uh, I think that was what made me fall fall in love with it. I mean, yeah, you can watch like the you know the launches now on like YouTube and whatever, and uh, you know you can go back and like YouTube, uh, you can watch. I think you can watch all of the STS launches. Um, if you Probably. go to yeah, if you go to actually NASA's page, but there's there was something special about watching them live. They they felt like they were a big deal, and they kind of felt like they were. Like, hey, our country's pulling together to do this kind of feel, you know? And yeah. um, there's there's a real big feeling in the country or in the United States right now where and people just don't care about space and they just don't they don't see what what it is actually worth doing. And that's that's really a shame. And um yeah, so so I would say that, and then you gotta, you know, you gotta go down the. You know, we I watched Next Generation Picard. I'm watching, you know, the the new series of Picard. Um, I kind of have mixed feelings about it overall, but uh, you know, Picard's my captain. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that being said, if I was a, if this was real and I'm a red shirt beaming down, I, I I want Kirk to come get me because. I might die from Kirk, but he's 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 gonna beam back up and nuke the planet. Whereas Picard's gonna find a diplomatic <laughs> reason. I think I think though with Picard you have a greater chance of actually living. <laughs> okay, okay, you might be right about that, but you know Picard's he's gonna find some sort of diplomatic resolution. Whereas you know Kirk's be like, "Did you kill one of my people?" Yeah, fuck you, beam up, Scotty, nuke him. And there's something to be said about revenge. So. <laughs> Sure, Kirk will okay. get you killed, but he's going to feel really emotional about it afterwards. That, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> well, that's that's uh, that's yeah. That's something. Uh, so with the with the NASA space shuttle launches, it, it's kind of an interesting thing because I mean, basically, what happened there was you know the whole country got a gut punch with Challenger. Oh yeah, and, I watched it live, dude. So. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people did. A lot of people did, and when that happened. They, we kind of, as a country, we turned away from all of that. And it was a moment, there was, there was sort of a moment that was lost there that, um, <clears throat> that, you know, was, was really sad. I feel like there were a couple of moments in our sort of propelling ourselves into space as a species that were sort of lost. I feel like after, uh, after, um, 
uh, Apollo uh, 13, there was sort of a, a pullback from from the governments, from the the authorities, and and their sort of support and funding. And then after Challenger, there was another pullback. And um, <clears throat> you know, if 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 not for some sort of uh, unfortunate situations that had happened along the way. Uh, I feel like we would be much farther along as a species to being a <clears throat> sort of a multi-body species as opposed to, you know, just being limited to here on Earth. But I, I, mm. I kind of feel like uh, I disagree a little bit with, with your statement there, Ty, when you said that, <clears throat> you know, people just don't care about space. I feel like that that was true for a good long while, but I feel like the pendulum is swinging the other way and it's picking up momentum fairly fast and people are getting on a daily basis more interested in you know in mars more interested in in um you know nasa put out a a statement last week saying that uh as of 2024 we will have a presence on the moon and not a temporary one they've just put out uh the the process to start the gateway project and the gateway is basically they're going to put a high orbit station at the moon that is going to be a gateway to facilitate multiple missions onto the lunar surface. Uh, right now, you know, China has a team uh, on the dark side of the moon that was, uh, <clears throat> you know, that was, that was, uh, that's, that's, that's there now. Um, we're, I feel like we're picking this up and, and we're about to make a big jump forward, which when something like that happens, that's definitely something that both inspires the nation and, and, and hopefully the world. Like it's not the whole concept of nations at this point are an anarchic and just stupid. We're a species and we need to get over our shit and start pulling together. Uh, otherwise, <clears throat> eventually either a virus or a big rock falling from the sky is going to take us all out. Yeah. Well, well I hope you know, you're right. <coughs> Not about the rock taking us out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know, I, I agree with you. You're right. But I, I just pulled it up real quick. Cause I was, I was curious. Um, so between 60, between 61 and 69, NASA's budget, uh, well, let me just say 62. Cause I don't think NASA technically existed until no, it was 58 when it was formed. Sorry. But between 62 before, yeah, something like that. Uh, between 62 and 69, NASA's budget accounted between one percent and three and a half percent of the total federal budget. And starting in 79, it has not gotten above one percent. Um, and for the past 20 years, we've been floating around the 0.5 percent range of the total federal budget. Um, now, and I don't want to give a whole lot of credit here to anybody, but the current president actually has bumped the, uh, NASA budget total dollars, but the, uh, percentage has only changed by 0.01%. And I couldn't imagine if we were to throw another half percent at it, what we could do. So that's just my opinion. So anyway. no, for sure. I, I, I agree with everything that you're saying. And, and like I said, we, we've had swing downs that have, that have definitely hurt, but I feel like the momentum is starting to swing in the other direction as evidenced partly by, you know, what you just said, that the current administration is starting to, um, you know, expand 
uh, coverage with with regard to funding for NASA, and we, they've created the Space Command. Which, whenever you have a military uh, organization, whenever they start to get their own sort of autonomy, that's when they start arguing for budget. And when you argue for more budget, that's where more R and D money goes. And if there's anything that you want to be to make money in the United States of America, it's in the industrial complex. So, I mean. Well, let me let me also say this real quick. You know, we as a species, um, we we have to stop thinking of ourselves um, in the terms of of the singular individual and start thinking of ourselves more as a species. Um, and you know, this is from a global point of view. We're there is no place outside of this planet where people exist. And should something happen to this planet, should something happen to the solar system. We are gone from existence for forever. And um, to me, it seems like it's such a small thing for us to create something that could fix that, uh, uh, a colony. And I, know it seems, it's not, I know it's not a small thing. I know there's a lot involved to it. But when you look at the amount of money we're throwing at other things, it seems to be a huge waste. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and we lose a lot of steam whenever you know, people die in space or people get hurt in space. It's, this is exploration. I, I don't. We have no idea how many people died trying to get to America from Europe, um, going all the way back to the Vikings. Um, Vikings literally just uh, pointed their ships west and like we're going to see what's over there, and they figured out how to get here. And that's what that's what we got to do. We got to figure out how to how to get to the next spot, to the moon, to the Mars, whatever the case that may be. And I'm off my soapbox now. So, well, no, not man, to I, mention I, the the technological advancement that happen when we are forced to, you know, like deciding to go to the moon in, in less than 10 years, we invented just tons of stuff because we had to. And when that pace slows down, the pace slows down. I mean, everything that we're using to not to record this podcast, everything that you're listening to this podcast are on right now, you can trace literally <laughs> back to the space program, the roots of it back to the space program. It all exists because of World War II technology and because of the space program. That's it. It all, the computer, the phone, all of it. I mean, not the actual tech of it, of course, but the roots of it, you can trace right back to there. Papa Ty dropping knowledge bombs. While you're in the mood to drop <laughs> some knowledge bombs, how about you hit us up with a pro tip this week? So pro tip is elite. Um, this link will be in the... Um, Show notes, of course, and I might throw this on the website as well. But it is elitedangerous.hosebase.co.uk. H O Z B A S E is how you spell it. But, and I did not know this existed until uh, Kai showed it to me a couple days ago. And this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, so, what you can do is you can um, put in the, like, for instance, like what you're looking for. Let's say you're looking for, uh, bounty hunting systems. Like you're, you're going, well, that's one of my favorite things to do is go out and shoot people. And if you have a system that you're specifically looking for or you're in a system right now, it'll actually will pull you up. Um, and I actually don't know if it'll work right now because Anara is down, but it'll pull you up off of Anara. Actually, it does work. It just goes off of Soul. So um, it'll pull you up off of Anara and it will link, it'll show you systems that are nearby with Hazres, with, uh, uh, the uh, navigate the navigation beacons that are the compromised navigation beacons because you know they go up and down um, 
on the ticks sometimes. So, um, and it shows you the distance from uh, the system. Um, it's just a really cool little thing. If you're looking for uh, pristine metallic rings for mining, if you're looking for rare commodities for trading, uh, the coolest thing I think on here is the special, I'm sorry, the interesting star systems with like canyon runs, trading systems, um, interesting explorer systems, high G planetary landing systems, alien crash sites, uh, interesting looking stations. It's just a cool thing to find things that I didn't even know existed. Um, like this actually showed me a, uh, like, did y'all know that there is a Coriolis out there with four? Uh, noob hammers on it. What? No. Yeah, yeah. It's out. It's out in the, in the Pleiades. Um, yeah, but there's four noob hammers on it, and uh, they they you know like looks like a looks like a like the old style jacks man just spinning around and just knocking sidewinders left and right, man. So <laughs> taking out noobs. That's but, awesome. Um, man, it's so cool. This is I, I like uh, I went tooling around the other day, just like like looking at Ken. Uh, uh, and I have been to Minaran Hollow a lot. That's one of my favorite places because of the fast uh, orbit. There is actually, <clears throat> excuse me, there is actually a uh, very good uh, canyon there for uh, fighter running. And it is so cool to mm-hmm. go there and uh, fly. Because you know, the, the day changes like on, I think, a minute cycle or 90 seconds or whatever it is. And like, you're flying along through this canyon, so it's like light, dark, light, dark, and oh man, it's like one of the coolest things. I, I'm I'm gonna take a YouTube video and upload it later because it's just freaking cool. So, but yeah, very uh, cinematic. Yeah, the website is elitedangerous.hozbase.co.uk, and again, this thing will be linked in the uh, 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 show notes. So, but yeah, right on, excellent. And I think that puts us back over on Elite Week, Kai. Right on. All right, let's get it rolling. So Elite Week started off on Friday, February 21st. Um, We started off with Hutton Orbital Radio. So this was recorded the previous night. They talked about Operation Hot Mess. They talked about how ECM-20 is sold out. They talked about the upcoming FDEV 24-hour live stream, which is no longer upcoming. It it happened. Uh, They talked about the Hackscom event. And they had all sorts of hilarity. Watherspoon did his powerful people. He continued on with Lee Yon Rui. And Lee Yon Rui is, uh, it was super interesting and really hilarious. I love the bits about Ram Ta. Um, just, just good stuff. I cannot wait, Watherspoon. I know you're listening to this. You need to get this out on the Galnet stream or on a separate stream. We, we, we need to have this in the universe. Everyone needs to have this. I know that <clears throat> the Hutton truckers enjoy it, but everyone needs to be able to enjoy this as well. Um, <clears throat> so let's real quick hit some stuff that carried over from last week. Uh, first, what was that thing that Paige tweeted out last week that uh, set elite nerds on fire? Behold, the mighty peduncle tree. We're going to do something different this week. I'm just going to say this once at the beginning and once at the end. Everything that I'm mentioning here, the links are in the show notes. So go there and you're going to get it. And I'm not going to say it 9,000 times this week. All right. So uh, you can go there. You can look at the wiki and see that. And it's a thing. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, Galnet News Digest. This is carryover stuff from the follow the previous week. Like I said, Watherspoon he roasted me, roasted me masterfully. Uh, he talked about the crazy colonial corrosive cargo convoy. Say that three times fast. He talked about Sanderling station sprint at the Okinura station. Uh, and apologies for Paige sending people off to find a peduncle. <clears throat> uh, obviously, if you were paying attention in Latin class, you would know why you shouldn't have run out there. Uh, Alec Turner dropped the, dropped the video, uh, the penal colony of BV2259, SRV versus Thargoid. Alec, in an SRV, hops on top of his ship, then dismisses it. The ship goes to take off while he's balancing on it. He gets some distance and then literally launches himself from on top of the ship in his SRV and performs a death from above attack on a goddamn Thargoid ship using his SRV. He then rides the SRV for a while, Bunky Bronco style, and uh, it, it this just melted my brain. And I shared it with you guys. And we got to stop and talk about this for a minute. I shared it with you guys last night. This melted my brain. And I talked to Alec about it. And he's going to actually <clears throat> expand what he's doing with this. He's thinking about turning it into some sort of event to see how long you can ride a bucking bronco of a Thargoid. Bucking Thargoid? Yes. The man's a force of nature. Yes, he is. God bless. God bless just... Alec Turner, and thank you yeah. for giving them to us. Uh, <laughs> I actually only have two things to say about this. One, Alec Turner is a f- fucking madman, and nothing but respect to him. But Jesus, I never would. I'm scared of Thargoids. I wouldn't even got close to the damn thing. <laughs> um, yeah. And two, um, I've never in my life even thought about r- trying to ride my ship. Like I, I think everybody's jumped on top of the ship. I've never been alive even thought about trying to ride my ship as it gets dismissed flying away. Uh, that's at oh God. Like, yeah, man. I, I watched that video and I was scared for. Him. I it yeah, was, it was really cool. It's it, even on the like I'm used to playing in VR. Even on the flat screen, I felt like my my stomach go up into my throat watching him dive bomb the thing. Uh, it's just, uh, what a, what a great thing. If you haven't watched the video, get with it. Yeah, man. I, I, I happen to be a, a, a zero or a one or whatever on the Kinsey scale, but after watching that video, I would definitely have Alec Turner's babies. That was just, that just, like I said, <laughs> melted my brain. I'm I was sorry, like, I've never Kinsey seen scale? anything this cool ever. The Kinsey scale is that thing where it's like, you know, if you're on I think it's like zero through eight or whatever. And like one side is like you're more hetero and one side you're more. Not. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I haven't like, heard of that before. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, check out the video. Penal Colony BV2259 SRV versus Thargoid. And while you're at it, if you don't click follow on Alec Turner's uh, video, then on, on his YouTube page, then you just... Don't even deserve to see all the cool shit. Reset your commander now. Yeah. So uh, also, (laughs) Alec Turner uh, dropped a little forum post called the Cortez Base Drag Strip Challenge, another standing SRV trial from the Buckyball Racing Club. This... Uh, th- this challenge from the Buckyball Racing Club is amazing. It's literally, <clears throat> you, you take off 
this is SR in an SRV. You, you take off from, uh, you know, sort of this base on the wall, <clears throat> head out. You have to get out a certain distance. Then you flip around and turn around and, and come right back. And, and literally, so the rule on it is <clears throat> to end the race, you have to make contact with the wall coming back. And it's very explicitly stated. There's no thing in the rule that says you have to survive that. So there are guys <laughs> that are launching themselves at full speed right into a wall and exploding to shave a second off their time. And I love you crazy, crazy assholes. Um, and I, right now, I'm going to down this beer in salute to you. <laughs> co, co, co. <laughs> Jesus. You guys are awesome. And when I have time, I have to, I literally am just focusing on combat and we're doing this expedition. When I get back, I'm going to grow a pair of real balls and I'm going to come out there and do stupid shit and die along with you guys. <clears throat> so much love <laughs> to the Buckyball Racing Club. And uh, you can look in the show notes and you will see also the um, Discord link to the Buckyball Racing Club. If you're not on the Buckyball Racing Club Discord, I don't even know what you're doing with your time, man, because that's where all the cool people are doing the craziest shit you've ever seen. Uh, for a bonus challenge, <clears throat> they have the Cortez base jump. Now, on the Buckyball, on the, on the actual forum post, and if you go over to the Buckyball channel, you'll see embedded videos on this that I couldn't pull out links to because they were set as private, even though they were embedded on the thing. But you can see them from the forum post. Click on them. <clears throat> It's literally they jump over the city. <coughs> you get, uh, you get a, a good amount of speed going. You hit the ramp just right, and you jump and fly over the whole city. This is just crazy, stupid, awesome. They're also doing a thing in conjunction with the Elite Racers Club on this where they're doing a, a circuit there at the town. This will pop up later in 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 regards to uh, the next this this week's current week's Galnet News Digest. So just remember that. <clears throat> but go check that out. Now, also, Exegius put out Friends on Thursday, the East Indian Trading Company. This was not today. This was <clears throat> from the previous week. Like I said, holdover. It's an hour and eight minutes long. It is uh, a cool video that explains what the East India Trading Company does, what their history is, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <clears throat> obviously, from, from historical lore, from, from real life, you know, the East India Trading Company was going all around back in ye olden sailing ship type days and <clears throat> doing all sorts of trading. And now what they do is they get you sort of illicit goods and they help you out if you need more Labian brandy or whatever. It's a very cool sort of in-universe role-playing situation where you go and you pay them and for people that really want to go into the immersion and they don't want to fly back and forth to pick up Levine Brandy and then go back out to Dee uh, Dee Vodderman, they want to mm. sort of role play doing it all in one trip. There's a way to do that. And these guys are having fun. They're playing in their sandbox and it's neat. And you should check it out. So Gavin Harvey put out an uh, art station website, fan art, a full mock-up, markup, backup. What? That's not even a word. A full markup. <laughs> On a Panther Clipper. <clears throat> now, this is pretty awesome. Um, it's obviously fan art, so it's not, not official or whatever. But if you ever wondered, like, oh, man, what could a Panther Clipper look like and move like? He, this guy is not like your average 
you know, guy who's drawing like, oh, I drew a cool thing on the back of my book cover. Like this guy is like using <laughs> digital tracing <laughs> computer CAD smart shit to like make a thing where like you see the little you see like the nacelles turning or, you know, the engine jobbies turning. You see all this different stuff happening and it shows all kinds of like what this would look like, what that would look like. It looks like the, the mock-up he did was like he was trying to sell it to the government to say like, hey, build this thing. So he, you know, <clears throat> he did a lot of that stuff. So it's very, very cool. You should check it out. Um, a lot of people have been looking at this going like, yes, I, I, I want to go to there. <clears throat> All right. So <clears throat> Sepulcher, Sepulcher Geist put out multiple videos this week. Let's hit two of them right off the bat. The Type 8 Preview. Obviously, this is a humor video, three minutes long. Check it out. He put out the Alliance Chieftain, not a humor video, an actual review video, uh, four minutes long. It's an interesting little thing. Check it out. Sagittarius, I put out a documentary, Trading the Good Stuff. Obviously, all I can say about Sagittarius, I is whenever they put out anything on their documentary channel, it is always top notch. It explains different things about rare trading goods circuits and different things about how you can get into trading and hauling and sort of from a very beginner viewpoint to a more even advanced viewpoint, lots of little tips and tricks. It is awesome stuff. Go there, get yourself on their list, subscribe, check everything that they have that comes out. You should be seeing it before I tell you about it because it's that good always. Commander Orange Phoenix, he who just joined our Discord today, uh, he put out a video that had everybody talking at the end of last week. It was called Why We Fly Elite Dangerous. It's a top-notch spoken word piece. It is a must-see. It is super, super interesting. It's almost like, um, I don't know how I would even describe it other than he's SPVFA, so obviously the the visuals are are great. But it's not even so much one of like their highlight visual things where it's all, you know, neat stuff that you're seeing. It's more the lighting and whatever, because a lot of it is actually the camera is turned in on his face and he's speaking this almost like a poem, a spoken word piece, whatever. I don't know. I'm not that artsy, but it's this interesting thing talking about like, why do we fly? What do we, you know, why do we risk this? What We need this freedom. We need this whatever. And then it also ties into a lot of stuff with like, <clears throat> There's a lot of people, man, that they get into this game and they're getting away from the shit of real life. They're getting away from whatever it is right. that is just pulling them down. <clears throat> and there's, you know, this game, man, it's aimed at grownups and grownups leave lead complicated and sometimes messy and sometimes just unfun lives. And <clears throat> having this as an outlet, as an escape valve, as a as a way to jump in and just kind of tune out and and relax and and whatever is is a, is a beautiful thing but i think the the piece also kind of leans in towards the idea of like we are each other's family we are space nerds united so when you see someone that's having a difficult time or whatever whether it's someone in your discord or someone that you you know in your squadron or in your player faction or whatever maybe in the forums maybe on a website, maybe in Reddit, maybe whatever, reach out, you know, be a decent human being, try to in some way lessen the load. And sometimes just hearing a person's problem will make it 
kind of take half the weight off of them and let them express themselves and unclench. And, and then, you know, take them out and go kill some shit in a CZ or blow up some Thargoids or run a mission or, you know, just be there for each other, man. What do you guys think about this one? You know, my very first episode of this podcast, I talk a lot about why I'm doing the podcast. And I have said it before and I'll say it again that I'm a very big believer in the power that, well, and that video games have a uh, media power that nothing else has. And that is the ability to bring people together. And there's no better example than the people that, that we've brought together. Um, you know, starting with, with uh, myself, Gunskill, Dravenos, uh, you two guys, uh, We've gone through a lot of changes, but we have brought a community together. And, you know, that's why I play video games. Um, and I think that this video right here, um, you know, kind of harkens back to that a little bit. Uh, the power to bring people together. And that no other media, no, no art form, no movie, no book has ever brought people together the same way that video games do. And... Um, I know that's why I play them, and I know that I, that's a lot of the reason why a lot of other people play them. Yeah, I was I was hoping that's what you were going to say. <laughs> uh, that, exactly, exactly. It's it's this medium. It's the cross. It's the cross media that it is. You know, it, video games themselves are cross media, and now they're almost all of them are. Can, or at least can be community based, and um, right back to I don't well I, I don't know how many people are going to identify with this, but like for a lot of people, I think uh, Final Fantasy VII was the first time you see a a, a, a big like a major ticket game uh, kind of touch people in an emotional way, in an emotional storytelling way. And it was sort of like this light flicks on where that's sort of this moment and it's a singularity and we're all just going to expand and branch out from there. And um, it's never going back into the can. So, well, let me, let me break on. So you, you said Final Fantasy VII was like the first, was that the first time that you kind of, that you had a video game kind of bring on emotion in you? Uh as strongly as it did, and and I know I I, I mentioned that not because it's the only one or not because it's the first one, but it's often cited as an early example, and I think it was very wide wide uh, audience that it touched in that way. So that's why I mentioned. So um, you know, the first one I can think of is actually the very first Wing Commander. When, um, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're defending, uh, I can't even think of the damn ship's name now, but you're defending that big ship from all the Kilrothi attacks. Right. And, uh, I mean, you're like, no matter how good you play that mission, you lose the ship. And man, I remember playing that damn thing over yes. and over again, thinking that you weren't supposed to lose the ship. And, it, and then you finally, I finally just accepted it. And I was just like, no. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. That reminds me, uh, now that you say that of, um, was it Free Space or Free Space 2? It was one of those games that was a, a sequel from the original Descent. Um, but well, the, yeah. Is that, is that the same thing? So Wing Commander was, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of, the, it's done the same vein, but they're different universes. Uh, Free Space uh, was a spirited successor to Descent, and Free Space 2 was right. a direct sequel to that. Um, yeah. But, but that game ends 
the, a similar, that game ends like that. There's a mission yeah. that you can't survive, but it is the end of the game. And I, I remember like, I remember finishing it and being like, did I, what did I do? I did, I failed the mission. And then the <laughs> cutscene kind of makes it clear that no, this is the story. Yeah, they hit you. They hit you with the Kobayashi Maru in, in both right. of those games. Yeah, in, in the, the one in Free Space, I think the one you're talking about there is Free Space Two, where uh, this the uh, she destroy the star at the end. Yeah, the she destroy the star. Man, I replayed that mission several times. And I was like, I remember like, like because like you die, the whole fleet the dies. Ending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, it's a big thing. Yeah, so absolutely. Why? Why? Why we're here? The emotion, the connection. Um, yeah. Also, touching our imaginations for the thing that's interested m- many of us since we were <laughs> barely walking. And I'll, like I said, I've said it before and I'll say it again, man. This game is not aimed at children. This game is aimed at adults. And when you're 12, you know, your biggest problem is that, you know, you know, whatever, Susie Finkel from down the street, you know, doesn't think you're cute or whatever, or like, oh, I need $20 so I can get a new game or whatever. And, you know, so your escape then is is more sort of innocent and just light and like, <clears throat> it's just, it's easy. You can throw yourself into something and whatever. But when you're an adult, you know, when you've got a mortgage and kids and, you know, God forbid, a sick kid or a sick wife or, you know, a, a sick brother or, or, you know, you're getting to the point where a, a, a mother or a father is passing or... <clears throat> You know, work is just you're doing everything that you can, but and, and you're doing a great job, but the business is going under or whatever. Like, there's real life shit that just hits way harder. I mean, everything seems like it's the end of the world when you're a kid, but looking back on it now, you know that it's just not. But <clears throat> there's stuff that that hits you now at this stage in our lives that can rock our worlds. So when you're out there doing what you can to sort of escape and to have a little fun and to, to blow off some steam. Keep an eye out for your wingman, man. Keep an eye out for the people that you're you're with and <clears throat> just be that guy that's there for someone if they're dealing with something or whatever, man. Just help lighten the load in any way you can. You're here. All right. So <clears throat> Tales of Tawanta. Here's an update on this. So I, I reported on it <clears throat> last week briefly, and I kind of misunderstood what it was because I thought it was just like, hey, here's a new thing. Somebody brought it to my attention and I wanted to like, oh, okay, cool. This looks interesting. Oh, it's a neat blog. And I thought it was just the one. <clears throat> I, I went back to say like, oh, I wonder if the guy posted a new blog this week and just something about the the thing, it tripped my eye that it's like, oh, wait a second. There's a menu here on the side. There's more. Oh, there's a bunch of these. And as I dug into it, <clears throat> it just got better and better. And what it is, is it's sort of a blog of, of life in Tawanta. It's this weird interactive story of what's going on. That's the area where, you know, the Burr Pit, they have their player group. And you read these blogs and it's just like, you know, a written, you know, blog of story of, hey, this happened this week or this happened. And it's all in in universe, in game where they're talking about like the, the travails of this group or that person or what's going on here or there. And this guy's dealing with this or that. But <clears throat> there's a little hyperlink uh, text, hypertext mode link. I don't know the words for that, but there's little hyperlinks where you you click on it 
while you're reading the story or whatever, and it'll pull up, it'll like link to a video of like, so he's talking about, he's reading a report of a battle and then you click on it and it pulls up a video of the battle or it pulls up a schematic or it pulls up a, you know, a picture, some, some art, whatever. It's a super interesting interactive tale and it goes, there's, you know, there's a bunch of different installments of it uh, that, that, you know, are, are still ongoing. So Check that out. Um, <clears throat> David Cooper put up Stellar Unknown Expedition. This is a five-minute video. It is an awesome music video with highlight footage from the expedition. It is a must-see for all explorers. Uh, and the ending has an awesome, uh, I'm not going to say what it is. I'm going to just leave it and say it. the ending it has an awesome little surprise that you have to check out. All of the guys that are going with us next week on the expedition, Check this out, and if this doesn't put uh, lead in your pencil, I, I don't know what you're doing, man, because this, to me, I was just like, "Woo, this looks awesome. <clears throat> All right, man, there's a community event, the Crazy Colonia Corrosive Cargo Caravan. I've got like a page and a half of notes here. I'm not going to read them. There is a link, so you can read all all of it that you want, but basically the short version is this. Uh, people are looking for something to do, and since we don't have any sort of directed narrative and CG's, IIs, whatever, they're making their own fun. And what they've decided to do is this is an ongoing event. It started the day after Valentine's Day, and it's going all the way up till April Fool's Day. Uh, I'm sure that's just a coincidence. You're going to be hauling <laughs> Dargoid sensors and probes and links and all kinds of stuff all the way out to, you know, Colonia, all the way out to Jack Station. If you don't have, uh, what do you call it? The Horizons. If you do have Horizons, go out to uh, the Canon Deep Space Research at Arcanon's Legacy uh, in Canonia. Um, <clears throat> and it's just a, I don't know, it's a silly, fun thing to do while you're hanging out and spending time. So if you're looking for something to do, uh, join our expedition do this thing, do some hot miss, uh, and, and take mugs all over the galaxy, get into the, the Thargoid something, but just find something to throw yourself in. If you're bored, then you're boring. This is an option. Mm -hmm. Go do something. <clears throat> all right. Sepulcher Geist put out another video, an Asp Explorer review. That's a serious one. And of course, you know, everybody's got their own spin on the Asp Explorer, but everybody loves the Asp Explorer because it's the Asp Explorer. That's why I'm going to be in one for the next two months. Um, <clears throat> so there was an real life chart put out of cosmic exploration uh, for on Reddit. I've, I've got the JPEG there. You can click on it and it's really, really neat. It shows <clears throat> the different uh, bodies in our solar system. And it shows at the bottom, there's like a chart of like this, uh, you know, lunar lander or this Apollo mission or this um, <clears throat> uh, Mars rover or the, the, the uh, ISS or the Voyager or all these different probes and, you know, Hubble and this, that, and the other. And they show kind of like, okay, this one kind of went out to here. This one went out to there. And it's this neat, really cool, big sort of chart that I would love to just get blown up and put on a wall. Cause it's, it's to me, it's mm -hmm. amazing. And it's, it's kind of our, a touchstone of our, our history of space exploration. And I hope it is my absolute sincere hope that in the next 50 years, they're going to need 
10 times more space to put all the stuff because uh, I, I hope we're, we're getting it. We're getting it gear and we're getting ramping out up, there. ramping up. <clears throat> All right, Reddit also put out a Starport landing map, uh, a landing pad map. So you can go there, you can see the thing based on the numbers. It'll tell you, oh, it's this way or it's that way or it's in the back. And, you know, hey, the big ones are always these numbers and the stuff like that. So check it out. <clears throat> Burpace, bur, Burpace, Burpit, Witch Space News. Okay, the Galnet follow up. Uh, why we fly and more. The first issue was Gal Not. Very, he gave us a very, very kind shout out and a very kind review, really, of my forum post, my, my little post that stirred up a bunch of stuff. Um, <clears throat> and uh, he makes a very good also argument for why, even though he uh, and many of the community agree with, with what I wrote, why we have to express that to Frontier and then also have some patience and wait because it's not really advisable for them to try to just turn on a dime, slam on the brakes and whatever, that we've made our feelings clear. They have definitely said that they've heard us. Now we have to wait and see and for my money, have a little faith that they're going to do right by this. So he talked about the, go ahead. You know, what's kind of funny about that. I'm going to stop you real quick. Is that, you know, this, this one of the things I said is that, uh, was saying that, you know, we probably should just uh, break a little bit. Of course, then they did the uh, response, which kind of felt very meh. But anyway, I don't want to go back on the whole thing. No, man, I, I completely, I echo all of your feelings on this, but I'm just choosing to have hope that things are um, are going to work out in the wash. So he talked about the 24-hour FDev Game Blast live stream that, that already has happened now, but was in the future at that point. He talks about Hot Mess getting over 50% of the galaxy. And he talked about the awesome Why We Fly video that we just discussed. Um, his Thargoid report uh, also was dropped that day. Again, subscribe to get those Thargoid reports fresh so that you can hear it. For now, it's not giving you any good whatsoever because he's dropping a new one tomorrow morning. So you can go tomorrow morning and see what the report is and be ready to rock. Um, tomorrow morning, just, just to be clear, America time, I think it's going to be sort of afternoon-ish or whatever. Look for it by then in, in Europe times. Exesius dropped the Frivolous Friday Fun, the Thargoid Machine. This is a three and a half hour long video. Um, I don't know if I would really, I would definitely call it frivolous. It definitely happened (laughs) on Friday. The fun part. You watch the video and you tell me what you think. Uh, I, my heart goes out to Exegius and the crew that went down there. The idea was very simple. We're going to go out here. <clears throat> we're going to turn on the Thargoid map machine. We're going to look at the cool map and I can show it off to people. And we're also going to show off different interactions like when you bring Guardian Tech down there, how you know shit gets buggy and whatever. And it has that whole like eight minute long or six minute long, whatever reaction of like the thing like fizzing and popping and like it's going to explode on you. It's not happy. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately for Exegius and crew, they just hit every bug you could. So if you want to watch this, you're going to watch five people lose their shit as everything fails to work. It is just sort of a descent into madness. And again, 
Uh, I have to give much love and respect to Exegius for having the balls that he just put it out and said, hey, it is what it is. Take a look. You, you decide. He's, he's, he's done a couple of really ballsy moves in the last couple of weeks that <clears throat> he's not afraid to put it out there, warts and all. And, you know, you can – it's just like, hey, here's what it is. And, you know, whatever. Let's be honest mm-hmm. about it. All right. Toko So put out a new album. It's a new free Elite Dangerous album. It is free. You don't have to go to iTunes and give him 15 bucks. You can definitely hit up his Patreon or do whatever, but like he just put it out there for everyone. It's called Dreams from Beyond the Frontier. It's on SoundCloud. There is a link. Uh, I'm actually saying it on this one specifically because I want everyone to go out there and, and hear that. Uh, amazing, beautiful stuff. He's done a lot of Elite Dangerous theme stuff. He's got multiple albums out. They're all there for you to check out. It's good stuff. You should go see it now. Listen to it, actually. Fun music. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Primetime Casual put out the Casual Guide to the Galaxy, Season 1, Episode 4, Titan's Daughter. He's talking about 19 Tauri, which is now better known as Tegeta. Did you guys know that Tegeta was one of the Pleiades? The Pleiades were the sisters of Greek mythology, uh, along with several others, including Maya, Electra, Seleno, Sterope, Merope, and more. I don't know if that is well, ringing any bells rusty, to you. But now I know. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, well, they were the daughters of Titan. So there you go. Um, so there's a station in Tegeta called Titan's Daughter. Now you know why. And there's an awesome little planet there that has 3.1 Gs that makes it a good starter for speedball training. Um, So go check it out. It's a beautiful video, beautiful music, really interesting. I love the whole fact that, like, you know, he brings in the part about the Pleiades sisters, and you're like, oh, that's where they get their name for all this. That's awesome. Uh, So, all right. The next thing up was FDev's 24-hour charity live stream. It was huge. There was a ton of money for uh, special effects. Um, it was, a, you know, a wonderful thing. They also had Toko, or not Toko, so they had uh, Hello, It's Colo on. They had uh, a ton of different people. They did a buckyball challenge. They did a lot of stuff. Colo uh, raised a ton of money as well. It was just a big whole sort of, you know, the orgy of giving and good feelings and everybody being awesome. And it also was a sort of a very fitting send off to Paige. It was Paige Harvey's last day uh, with the company. She is now a full-time Twitch uh, streamer. Uh, so you can catch her streams. And I'm this one I'm actually going to say out. It is in the show notes, obviously, but I'm going to say it here. www.twitchtv forward slash Arthremis forward slash videos. That's Arthremis, A-R-T-H-R-E-M-I-S forward slash videos. So it's like uh, kind of like Artie from uh, Ready Player One. Um, so <clears throat> go check it out and give Paige some love. She deserves it. Um, FDev sent out an email with the Elite Dangerous Store Alert 60. It had some pretty cool paint jobs for the Conda and some other stuff. There was no other real big news. It was <clears throat> because at that point it was, you know, that they were just in the process of doing their charity stream, which had, you know, had just wrapped up. 
So Saturday, that was Friday. That was day one. Now I, I, I'll let you guys know that was like half the week was just day one. Friday was half of everything that happened. So you you can relax. We're on the downswing. <laughs> Saturday, Down to Earth put out a guide, auto-launching EDMC with Elite Dangerous. It's a seven-minute long video, and it'll show you how if you run EDMC and you're like, oh, I hate that every time I have to click on there and remember to click on it. If I don't remember and then it doesn't go, there's a thing you can do it's some computer type shit and you can make it just happen automatically <laughs> follow his instructions. Even idiots can do it. I could do it. So you could for sure. <clears throat> All right. Subject zero put out a very cool video. Now this is not elite dangerous per se. This is real science. I like to mix in some real science here and there. He put out, or they put out a video called the Alcubierre warp field and antimatter. It's a 10 minute long in real life, theoretical physics explanation of the subject. I'm going to be honest, I clicked on it because it had a very cool looking spaceship on the thing and it said warp field and they were talking about how you would do it for real. And then they go into (laughs) a lot of math and stuff, but they do kind of circle it back around to like cool shit that even dumb people like me can enjoy. So I'm sure you will enjoy it as well. Gene Roddenberry actually formed the uh, warp drive based on that theory. So Mm -hmm. absolutely. Uh, so Sunday, February 23rd, Rusty Dogs, Sunday stream. You know by now, I'm telling you, you got to hit it every week. John Beamer gathering and chat stream. It's just, he's just going around on his alt, his like low level-ish, there's no level in this game, but his like much less (laughs) tricked out alt. And he's, you know, going around gathering stuff and just having a long sort of stream of consciousness chat about everything or elite related everything that's happened you know in the last month he's just talking about it it's awesome you should check it out sepulture guys put out another type 7 review it's again it's humor it's a two-minute video he's literally just having a meltdown he's like what you want me to review he's like i guess he's making a thing where it's like there's a fictional editor or whatever and he's like you want me to review this it's a type 7 what the fuck do you want from me and he throws his notes and whatever it's (laughs) it's hilarious check it out he also put out an Ask Scout review. Again, it's humorous. Check it out. It's three minutes long. It's funny. His stuff is really, really good, man. He's a writer in real life. Like he, <clears throat> among, I don't know if he has a like a day job, day job, but I know that he actually has professionally put out a couple of novels in this interesting series. He's an artistic guy. And, uh, and I, more you know, to come. I his stuff. Yeah, there's definitely more to come from him. He is very prolific. He is hot right now. Check out Sepulcher Geist and just, uh, you know, hit him up and uh, subscribe. All right. So Monday, February 24th, the Loose Screws podcast interview series continued rolling right along with the Atris 5060 interview. Amazing interview. Amazing guy. Very, very cool stories. Very, very interesting and varied sort of um interests and different things that he's done and been there for. He's been there for all of it. So go check it out. Tell us what you think. Hello, Dave. Uh, On Monday, number 137, he talked about the Frontier live stream. He talks about the speculates. He speculates about bug patches coming next month and fleet carriers, maybe just before summer vacation. That's his thought. He's approaching 50,000 subscribers and he has big plans to celebrate. And uh, upcoming next week will be the Blunderbuss 2.0 build streams. So check it out. Also, huge congratulations to 
uh, hello, Dave, uh, to Astro, Down to Earth Astronomy, whatever name you're going by. Um, he is actually going to be taking like a, like a month or two off of streaming in general. And he's going to go on a, like an extended uh, honeymoon vacation. Uh, he's getting married coming up soon, very, very soon. And to the point where when you see him on the videos now, he's almost on streams. He's got that nervous look of like, ah, there's 10,000 things to plan. I don't know if we got them all. But like, you know, God bless, man. That's, it's a beautiful thing. And and we at the Loose Screws podcast crew wish you all the best in your in your wedded bliss. Don't do it. I'm divorced twice. Don't do it. Don't get married. It's a bad idea. Don't do it, Astro. Get married and you'll be fine. Don't do it, Astro. Happens to you. It's bad. Don't do it. Stay stay single. For the record, uh, Trax is very happily married and highly recommends it. So your mileage may vary. All right. Next up, Elite Dangerous live stream Monday. Let's play. Uh, actually, wait. Sorry. Forget that. Skip that because they were recovering from the 24-hour live stream. So, never mind. Whoops. Commander Plater. Yeah. Whoops. That's uh, <laughs> a blooper reel. Commander Plater, he dropped Elite Dangerous back in the chair. A two-hour stream. It was a great live stream. He talked about everything in the, uni- the uh, Elite Dangerous universe for the last month. He talked about the Galnet issues and my little forum Thing. He talked about people asking questions about what do you think's coming with this and that. He talked about, you know, and, and, and you know, he did the video. You could tell his, his voice was so-so. He's coming back from, from uh, a round of treatment. And uh, I, I just have all, the, all the, the love for this guy. He's an amazing guy, a quality human being, um, dealing with a very, very, you know, dark situation just with absolute grace and and he's just an amazing guy and then he literally is always thinking of other people he's like oh well what can i do for this how can i help with that and like just that guy is that guy is who you want to be when you grow up <clears throat> uh sepulcher guys put out another video fending off space madness it's a 15 minute long video and this is i said to the guys as soon as i saw this I linked it to him and said, this has got to be a discussion topic, especially for our upcoming trip. And, you know, we're about to take a bunch of guys out there in the black, some of which are actual old rusty veterans that have been there and seen there, seen it and done it all. A lot of which are brand new to explorations or maybe they've done one little one before. And when I say exploration, I mean, they did a two day trip and then came back with their ready to unlock Palin. Um, this video Super, super interesting. He talks about a lot of sort of the mental tricks that your mind can play on you and how people zone out and tune out and start making stupid risks and start doing things. And he talks about really cool coping mechanisms and different things you can do to just make yourself safer from falling down a rabbit hole of doing dumb things or losing focus and doing dumb things. Basically, dumb things so how about you guys tell tell us how you feel about that yeah for real uh well so right he's talking about like the the kind of wild stuff that has happened to him like losing focus and then feeling the need to do something crazy or or something because you're just so bored and it's so repetitive after so long um, I don't think I've been out long enough to feel quite like that I have felt pretty antsy sometimes um the you know the other time that I went out 
a, for quite a while was just to unlock the the engineer. Um, and so, and I did such a bad job of it. So I took, I didn't know how to build ships back then. So I took out a crate mark two that had just, it was like loaded up with hull reinforcements. It was just the dumbest thing. I think it only jumped like 24 light years or something. And I thought I was going to make 5,000 light years. And I, I picked a nebula and took off and I picked a nebula near the galactic rim. So. I started getting out there and it got harder and harder to plot a route as the stars got further apart. And I realized I was only going to make it maybe 2000 light years before I was going to run out of somewhere to go. So I actually had to come all the way back, back past the bubble and go in toward the galactic center in order to make 5000 light years. And it ended up taking, I mean, uh, a couple of months, I think. And I did, I wasn't in a good, a nice jumping ship or anything. I did have the presence of mind to, as he recommends in the video, filter by scoopable stars. And actually, um, I refined it a little bit more than that because a few of the scoopable stars aren't very much like uh, Sol. So basically, I, I changed it so we were mostly getting the most Sol-like stars. I, I actually forget which ones I cut out, but uh, the idea being that you're going to encounter a greater percentage of systems that are likely to have earth-like worlds and that so that like will pay out kind of more um but it ended up taking way longer than it needed to and I did feel like oh my god I never want to again by the time I got back and at this point that was a year ago so here we are again <laughs> so this is my third expedition no my fourth expedition sorry out into uh the galaxy and the first two times, uh, man, Netflix is your friend, is what I'll say. Mm -hmm. uh, having Netflix on another screen makes it to where, because it, it gets, exploring gets very repetitive. It really does. But, um, so I actually got to where I would actually have two games running. I have Elite Dangerous, uh, you know, because uh, I, I didn't really know about fuel scoops in my first couple of uh I mean, I knew about fuel scoops, but I didn't always with like the, the lowest fuel scoop because I always just kind of assumed that they fueled the same rate um, because I was dumb back oh. then. <laughs> well, it, in my defense, it wasn't real clear back in the day. You had to kind of dig a little bit, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So anyway, yeah. um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say initially go with the lowest fuel scoop, but I had a low fuel scoop in like a 17 or 20 light year jump range on my vet. But anyway, <laughs> like I said, I didn't know how to build ships. So, um, so... My first couple of expeditions were very long, and I actually had another game running. I actually had uh, like the original Baldur's Gate one and two when they re-released them um, up on another monitor. You know, you, you can just turn base that, and you know, spacebar pause, fly a little bit, get myself lined up, tab back over, spacebar pause. Uh -huh. You know, yeah, that's I kind of played two different games at once. <sighs> But there's a bunch of ways to fend off quote unquote space magis, but um Sepulcher Goss has got some really good ideas in here, I think. So I'll bring it back around to that. For real. Yeah, it's a good video. Yeah, man. I, I like so he talks about stuff about like um how you can set little goals. So instead of saying, like, okay, I'm gonna make, you know, I'm gonna be out for two months, whatever, make a little goal. Say, okay, I'm gonna do this this next hundred jumps or this next 20 jumps or this next 50 jumps. And then <clears throat> when you hit that goal, you treat yourself with something. You stop, 
you land on a planet. That's another big thing. You know, land on a planet, go uh, get out in your SRV, get out and look around, see some neat stuff, scan some stuff, scan a planet for absolutely no reason. Not one that's even a high payer or whatever. Just you find one and, and make a little story in your head. Go land, map it out. And land and, and go on your SRV and find a nice little ridge or something and look up at the sunset or God forbid if you not God forbid I hope you get like a triple sunset or like or you know sunrise or you get some weird thing where you get to see an eclipse or you get to see something neat and and just have a little whatever also reach out to a buddy man say like hey dubs let's uh let's you and me go land here and race srvs for an hour or slfs for an hour just because just for absolutely no reason but but that it's fun and you have connection land at a planet at the end of your day uh if you're so inclined sometimes you're like "Eh, i I can't even be bothered i'm just gonna go to bed but it's a good idea you know to some sometimes or all the time depending on how it how it gets you uh You know, land on a planet and like, and and literally, you know, it sounds dumb, but like role play it out, man. Like land, put out your landing gear, do the whole nine yards, <clears throat> go out in an SRV, do a little circle around the perimeter and see what's what and then come back and, and uh, sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, turn off the computer and go crawl into your bunk and just chill. Mm-hmm. And also too, if it's getting to you, if it's, <clears throat> if it's whatever, like Ty said about the whole you know, have another game or whatever, like legit, man, just don't, don't push it too far too. like, just, just before your brain turns to mush, you know, turn off elite dangerous and, you know, uh, go play some, you know, go play some, something else, go play some rocket league or some, you know, red dead redemption or some, you know, uh, uh, what's that star citizen or, or no man's sky, Go turn all of it off and go watch an episode of Picard or even better, go out for a walk in the sunshine. Take a run, man. Hey, hey, hey. Don't be putting me outside. (laughs) Or, you know, whatever. Your mileage may vary, but (laughs) but, uh, mix it up a little bit. Don't let your brain go to mush and, and, you know, you're going to have a good time. So uh, also we're out there as a crew, we're out there as family. And that doesn't mean that like, oh, well, the PC people are one family and the, the Xbox people are another family. We're going to be one family out there. So uh, you reach out to somebody. Be like, hey, I'm going to be on, you know, Tuesday afternoon at, you know, X time UTC or X time, you know, CST Mm -hmm. or whatever. And find somebody. And even if you're on, like, I'm on PC and, you know, Trax is on, say, PlayStation. I know he's not, but just for the purpose of this conversation. Trax is on PlayStation. They're, they're, that doesn't in any way, we're, we're, we're not going to be the same systems anyways. We're going to be jumping, mapping different areas so that it, there's 0% difference uh, to just say, okay, he and I are going to get in comms. We're going to like even put on uh, a, a dumb movie. The guy was talking about in that, in that video, like, hey, man, you can put on Mystery Science Theater 3000. They have them on, on YouTube. It's free. You don't even have to have Netflix or whatever. Everybody does, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Put on a movie, put on something silly and stupid on the second screen, and while you're jumping and mapping, be in comms with a buddy or five and just be silly and talk about whatever. Or, or you know, say, hey, you know, find somebody that's going to be your battle buddy and say, like, hey, you want to <clears> – <throat> you and me, we'll, uh, we'll do a bunch of jumps together, kind of somebody that's on a similar time schedule to you, do shifts together, and, like, you know, watch Babylon 5 or Battlestar Galactica or – 
or, you know, I don't even know, whatever the hell you want. Like, you know, it's just anything and, and break it up. You know, something else I'll say is this, is that we um, are on every single trip that I've done out of the bubble. I get, there's a point where I get tired or careless and eventually I fly into something and take some damage or I overheat and take some damage or whatever the case may be. Um, I think I can't remember all we have, but should you get in a situation where you are out of fuel or you are, or, or your ship is damaged, let us know in the discord. Um, I'm, I'm probably, I'm out of the two ships I got lined up to take, I'm probably taking my vet. Um, but I might take the Phantom. I'm still on the on the edge there. I'll probably just do a, a game game day decision. Anyway, um, but both ships I got equipped out for being able to do refuels and be able to do repairs. So if yeah, you're, I have, I have repairs too, and yeah. I know a lot of people have. We, we've sort of spread it out a little bit. Right. We got enough oh, yeah. people who who have fuel and have repair that if you need something, let us know and we can make it happen. <clears throat> Should you get stuck and, off fuel, turn your like exit out of the game and then let us know in Discord and we'll figure out a way to get to you. Also, this is very important. Know your battle buddies. So in the PC situation, it's a little easier. It's a little more important for Xbox and it's way more important for PlayStation where there's just going to be two of you going or whatever. I think by the time we're actually going with this, there'll be more than two PlayStation. But if you're in a situation where you have only, you know, four or three people going in your uh, sort of grouping in your, that you're going to be in the wing of PlayStation or the wing of Xbox, make sure that you talk to those guys ahead of time and, and work it out to say like, Hey man, I got fuel limpets. Okay. I also have fuel limpets. Well, I got hull. Okay. I'll have, so also have hull. If you work it out to where that you make sure that for everything there's at least a couple of guys that have it that really ups your ability to survive whatever gets thrown at you out there, man. Yeah. And there's no reason you can't be essentially with all of us as a whole community, regardless of platform, because we're all going to be in the discord just chatting while we fly or, or whatever. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But I just mean with regard to the repair abilities, make sure that you have that for your separate group. Yes, yeah. but yes, you're you're 100 right. And and like I like I said, do not just blow yourself up. Like contact <laughs> talk us. Talk to we us have, first. <laughs> yeah, talk to us. Like there may not be a way we can save you, but we can leave, we can always try. So it's going to be Ty's Galactic Suicide Hotline, open 24 <laughs> hours a day. We're going to give out to once we start. We're not doing it now, but once we start, we're going to give out his home phone number, and you can call him <laughs> no matter what time of day or what area code you're in, and he will stop what he's doing and talk to you. Man, I've had the same phone number for freaking 20 years, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to be careful saying that because I actually have your number, so I'll put it out there for everybody. No, never mind. <laughs> just like, okay. So, you know, yeah, like, so this is, this is all good stuff. I, I think maybe don't, I don't want to s- sell this as doom and gloom. It's not like, oh, you're signing on for the, you're going to have a great time. But there's going to be times in that where you feel whatever. And when you do, we're here for you. So, you know, reach out for sure, man. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> okay. So that brings us to, uh, let's see here. That brings us to the Monday night was Sidewinder Slaughter with Exegius's group, uh, the Level 11 uh, Discord. 
uh, every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's repeated again on Wednesday at 8 p.m. UTC for you uh, European type peoples. Um, so if you want to show up for some new player friendly PvP at low stakes, low cost, you just have fun. It's a fun event. Go give it a give it a whirl. You might be surprised at how much fun you have. And it costs you basically nothing. Um, <clears throat> Tuesday, February 25th. Guard frequency was dropping heat with episode 295. They talked about my little forum letter and the missing Galnet situation. And they had a very interesting exchange, man. Uh, They talked about this ex-employee from FDEV called Guy Verona. Uh, he was an ex-employee. He was one of the original writers of Galnet at the, at the beginning, at the start. <clears throat> and he apparently had some kind of a Facebook exchange a long time ago with Drew Wagar. And they were discussing his frustration that because while he was writing Galnet, David Braben was sort of pushing back and saying, like, this doesn't match my headcanon. This was a conversation that took place circa 2014, 2015, like a, a long while back. Now, hmm. uh, you know, so they talk about like, hey, if that's the situation, you know, why why has they been have they been investing in Galnet and then stopping to make the stories? What's what's going on? Um, they had some sharp words on the subject. I'm not going to lie, uh, but, uh, definitely check it out. Uh, they have an interesting conversation and an interesting viewpoint on it. Um, my feeling after listening to it honestly was that, Hey, look, if the, if the pushback on this is that David Braben sort of is only halfway into Galnet, like he doesn't like it because it's not matching his narrative instead of hiring writers to put something out that he doesn't like. So he pushes back against it and it's going to get squashed. How about you hire a good writer to go have lunch with them once a week, have him say, hey, this is what I want. I want stories of like this, this, and this, and then let the guy go write them. And like, instead of <laughs> yeah, fighting it a little bit. Yeah. Instead of fighting, man, just go with the stream, make it easier on yourself and we can put something out because that guy is a genius. And if he has ideas and he doesn't like your ideas, go with his ideas and flesh them out with a, like a professional writer. And I'm sure we could get some awesome, awesome stuff, but we just want some stories, man. Um, they talked about the live stream. They talked about, they, they continued their, uh, elite dangerous role play session. They had some awesome stuff about star citizen as well. Uh, there's, there's a lot that's going on. This was a big, big week for star citizen. You're going to hear more about it coming up. Lave Radio put out a podcast, 281, Xeno Bunny Strikes Back. This is a hilarious title because this was aimed at Colin's bunny. This was a joke because Colin didn't make it that day. And they literally, Edelweiss said like, ah, we're going to call it Xeno Bunny Strikes Back. And they started with like five minutes joking about how Colin's bunny was dead, which, spoiler alert, it was not at all dead. The bunny is just fine. It was just them goofing off. But in the end, a bunny gets revenge. And you'll hear more about that in just a moment. <clears throat> Their guest speaker this week were Spider-Mind Games. Um, Colin was out, as I said. Psycho Cow sat in. They talked about the 24-hour live stream in Pages last day. They talked about the EDRPG. This is something I wanted to bring up for Ty specifically. <clears throat> EDRPG, the original design, the large ships, they wanted to make it there. said, like, this doesn't make any sense that the medium ships would be, like, taking out the large ships. Um, 
it, it just doesn't sort of jive in their head. So when they made the EDRPG, what they did was they had a modifier on it that any ships that were firing at large ships, all of their weapons just did less damage. And then in the end, because it was hard to complicated to like do the math or whatever, make it work because they were doing this with tabletop, you know, pencil and paper type thing and dice, <clears throat> they just changed it and said, screw it. They just greatly buffed the hulls of all of the large ships. So, Basically, in that game, you're not going to be in a situation where the Fur de Lance has an advantage over the, the Vet because it's a different meta and they treat it such that the large ships have to be treated with respect because they will destroy any of the medium ships. Um, and I just thought that Ty would get a kick out of that because I know that he has definite feelings with regard to the Corvette mm-hmm. and the meta situation. <clears throat> so, um, all right. Uh, and then they did the dude. They did the Eddie Laywise here, that commercial that they do yes. from time to time. And this is hilarious because it never occurred to me until I heard that commercial like a month ago, and it occurred to me for the very first time. Eddie Laywise, Edelweiss, Eddie Lay, the way Edelweiss says his yeah. name or writes his name. Eddie Lay Wise. And the commercial, the whole commercial, it's like, it's Edelweiss. He's a pervert. He's talking about like, uh, you know, get some nice bespoke tartans for your bum, something that hugs your bums or buns or whatever. He's like, I'm a wizard inside leg. He's talking about copping feels on dudes. He's And at the end of the commercial, he's like, you know, cough, please. Like he's literally grabbing guys' chunks. It's Edelweiss. That's hilarious. And I can't believe I never got that. That's just, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I know it's dumb, but it's I I I laughed for a good while on that. Um, Spider Mind Games they were talking about their Kickstarter level up campaign, dude. They re they reached over nine thousand percent funded. That's like okay, ten times their amount, and then nine times that amount. They beat that. <laughs> like that's crazy. Hats off to you guys. As of officially, they they rocked in at over a million dollars earned. Those guys are now officially out of their day jobs and full-time Spider-Man game like geniuses that are now staring at a monster of 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 you know stuff that they got to get out the door. But they they sourced it all, they did it right, so they're they're gonna be good to go. Congrats. Hats off to you guys. You deserve all everything that you got, especially after you were dealing with all that bullshit of they were being trolled by somebody for their Kickstarter where they were putting out an Elite Dangerous, uh, <clears throat> uh, the, uh, a previous game with, the, I, I'm not sure, I forget the details if it was on the RPG. I think it was on the Battle Cards game. Some guy was just trolling them nonstop, even though FDev gave their blessing and was like, yeah, put this out. This is awesome. This guy was like saying, oh, they're violating IP law. And so they like twice their their sort of everything got kicked out from under them. So for these guys to come back and have a huge win like this is just is a beautiful thing. Um, Way to go. Yeah. They talked about <clears throat> there's another forum suggestion that's floating around from the the evacuation squad, the guys that are doing the evacuation of the burning stations. And they have some very cool ideas on suggestions on how to make that the, the aspects of gameplay around that better and how to make it more sort of uh, in, in, in the universe. And, and it's good stuff. Check out that. It's a, it was a well-written forum post. I am retired from the forum, so I'm not getting involved. I'm not touching anything <laughs> with a 10 foot pole, but uh, <clears throat> it, it, it was well-written and, and hats off to them. 
Um, and I also like, I'm just going to say this, the last thing on the forums thing. I like that this was written in from the aspect of like, hey guys, we love your game. Um, here's some ideas on how we think it could be awesome too. Like it wasn't like the standard form bullshit of like, you suck and I hate you and you guys are a joke and blah, blah, blah. They were like, it was respectful and thoughtful. And hopefully we're, we're, we're going to start a wave of that. Um, they talked about Tokoso, Commander Tokoso's new album that's out. That's awesome. And they talked about the fact that the Orion Expedition checked in at Waypoint 7. Commander Yannick is taking those people out. To be very, very clear, so there's no misunderstanding, that is not Commander the Yamics. That is Commander Yannick, who is a very prolific explorer and has led... Uh, multiple expeditions. And they talked about the Commander Orange Phoenix Why We Fly video. Everybody is loving that thing. It is awesome. Go check it out at laveradio.com. Great show as always. And uh, something interesting happened uh, that we're going to talk about in just a moment during the Lave Radio show. But immediately following the Lave Radio show, Galnet News Digest dropped there 25th of February 3306 by Commander Watherspoon. He talks about the anti-anti-Thargord initiative. Basically, there's a war going on between two anti-Thargord factions, and it's kind of hilarious. He talked about cock and balls at Cortez Bucky Ballers. Uh, so at Cortez Base. The, the Bucky Ballers are doing the challenge that we discussed before, where you run out in a direction, turn around, and immediately run back in, which the shape that that makes <laughs> is somewhat like a sausage or a stick, and I'm just going to leave it at that. And then the the race that the elite racers were doing... It's uh, a penis. Sort of at the base. <clears throat> you heard uh, so... Uh, yeah, so apparently the geometry is a thing and you can make interesting things with shapes, uh, all the lols. Um, uh, and, and I have a Discord app uh, that pulls up uh, information. <laughs> uh, 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 we call it information. Let's say a diagram of <laughs> what, what, what that, those two races could, could, could make. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, <clears throat> and Would there we was call a, it information? Yeah, there was an interview with the Galnet Reader voice uh, who is now unemployed and she's very, very sad and and would like Galnet to come back so that she can tell awesome stories. And I'm not going to give you any spoilers on this, but um, we had a Colin Ford's buttocks update. So check out that Galnet News Digest because you got to know what's going on with Colin's hiney. All right. So during that episode of Lave Radio. Who's throwing things? Uh, that was me. It slipped out of my hand, a pen, and yeah. So uh, during that awesome episode of Lave Radio, another awesome thing happened. Uh, I'm going to turn this over to Ty to introduce this one because I think he's he's raring to go with it. Man, I am, I am so excited about this. And um, so the reason why is because me and... Uh, Commander Cruel Rabbit, uh, I consider him a a a a bud in this game, and uh, I hope I get to <laughs> wait, meet him wait. Hold, hold very on, hold soon. On. Just a bud? I, I've seen I've seen photographic <laughs> no, evidence, no, so you guys are no, very close. Nope. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, um, Commander Cruel Rabbit. Uh, so for we, how, do we know how long the bounty on uh, Edelweiss has been going on? I, I oh, can, this has been going for months. This yeah, months. months. It goes so far back that back when they started this, void opals were a good thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, they were so, worth something. So there's been a bounty on killing Edelweiss during the stream for months now, and you get a, I can't remember how many tons of, of Void Opals, but you get a shit ton. To, it's a lot. A lot of Void Opals. And uh, Cruel Rabbit loaded up his uh, uh, Python with uh, beam lasers and with pack hounds and snuck up on Edelweiss behind him and obliterated him. And then, I'm not sure what the best part is, is the fact that uh, Cruel Rabbit got the kill or the fact that Kai wrote a song about it. I'm not sure which. (laughs) (laughs) Plus his commentary, his own self-commentary was was priceless. Yeah, Rabbit's commentary as he as he's going out there, he's yeah. talking like, "Well, a mission's a mission, and Rabbit's got to get paid." <laughs> that was that was hilarious. Also, um, so just, this was just a perfect storm of events. It, it might have been a situation that that uh, uh, Edelweiss might have done more, except for the fact. I mean, who knows? We'll 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 never know it unless somebody just keeps killing Edelweiss over and over. Uh, but. Uh, so Colin Ford was out and Edelweiss was sitting in the director's chair. He was yeah. the host, the main host. So he literally, <clears throat> uh, as, as, as he explained it to me, he was like, uh, like, you know, he had multiple screens going and I don't know what he was doing, but he was like trying to keep the show going and it's mid show. And they're talking about an interview and they're talking about what's going on and they've got commercial breaks. And if you've ever been in the live radio, uh, broadcast recording booth uh as 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 ty and i have and actually tracks has as well all three of us sort of at different times but uh uh and and you hear as things are going on with the show like there's there's literally there's people off air that are just producing that they're like we're back from commercial in five four three it's like a whole professional it's not like our thing it's like a a tv production or you know yeah yeah, like a scheduled production It's crazy. So he's running all of that and he's getting like feedback notes and he's getting stuff on the levels and whatever. And while that's happening and he's got to hold down the fort, Rabbit just shows up and destroys him. And uh, it was uh, it was hilarious. And then so today, while I'm driving around at work, uh, it's literally it won't leave my head. You know, that Edelweiss, that song uh, is in my head and I start making up stupid lyrics to it. And yeah, that happened. <laughs> so I, I do have one critique of rabbit though. Um, man, you, you gotta, you gotta throw some pips on your, on your web when you're shooting those beams, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He clearly wasn't thinking about efficient, uh, <laughs> efficient murder boating, but Hey, got the job done. Didn't it? Right, right. I, I I, th- I think what he was doing there was he was literally spinning his head around on a swivel, like where are the cops, where are the cop, what's coming, what's whatever. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, but uh, it was hilarious. It was, it was all in good fun. Edelweiss uh, came immediately onto the discord and was uh, like, as soon as their show was done and was congratulating rabbit and there was hilarity and it was, it was funny. The, the, the lab radio guys took pictures and, and uh, had stuff up on, on their thing, which then Watherspoon doctored up to like put on the loading screen of the game, like in, in steam or whatever, when you load the game, um, <clears throat> this story is not done. I have a feeling that come next Tuesday, 
we're going to hear a, a little more about the revenge of the rabbit. Side note here, I think that we might have to make Rabbit the uh, commander for March because uh, he he killed Edelweiss during the stream. I'm just saying. So that'll be an extremely explicit episode. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the loose screws podcast after dark, where yeah. we're yeah. gonna tell everyone, <laughs> yeah, do, do, do not play this in in, in public. I didn't say you should have. I didn't say you should have having him on the air. I just said. Oh, <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, you know, whatever, man. I mean, I'm not. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying no either. I'm just saying, you know, we we'll have to think about it. So, all right, all right. So, do you guys have anything else other than can, can we all give uh, Rabbit uh, a big uh, 07 and a big for the mug? I'll go 07, but uh, I, think, <laughs> I think blowing someone up is not really for the mugs, so, you know. Uh, you know what? You actually you make a good point there. Well, let's just give him the 07. <laughs> all right. Uh, way to go. <clears throat> all right. So rolling along. The next video we have is from Astro Geeks. Again, this is a real world video. So uh, this is visiting Saturn, J1407 Bravo. Uh, this is a real-world astronomy video. <clears throat> it's a planet 460 light years from Sol. And this is, quote, the Lord of the Rings. It has a ring system so wide that if Saturn's rings were placed with it, were replaced with it, rather, it would easily be visible from Earth and several times larger than the moon and bright, right in the day, midday sky, brighter than the moon. Um, wow. <clears throat> I'm definitely going to go take a look for this in-game and find out uh, this system or whatever. This video, check it out. It's a couple minutes long, but they actually have a mock-up of what, that, like how big the rings are on here and and like what it would look like. There's, there's a mock-up where they use computer graphics or whatever and they made CGI. <clears throat> they made what this would look like on a random day. And I saw it and I was like, holy shit, that's Star Wars, bro. You're living in Star Wars. <laughs> I, this 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 video is super super. Astro geeks are very very awesome. It's A S T R O G E E K Z. Um, go subscribe to their stuff because they have all neat planets and stuff. And I'm going to use this as one of my sort of out of game resources that turn me on to cool shit to go look for in game in the galaxy. And <clears throat> on that line, I literally started from there. Use that as. Uh, the impetus to go do some research. And I found a very cool in-game Elite Dangerous video from Macros Black, who I had never heard of before, I'm going to admit, but I have now subscribed and I am super excited. Uh, he's got this gigantic ring in system SWOIPHS space RL space or RL dash J space D10-47. This is a system with 37.4 million kilometer ring radius. And you get to see him fly up to it and just lots of interesting, neat shit. And it's like, man, I love asteroid rings. And when you see something, I love when you see like a water world or, or, or a earth-like world with a ringed earth-like world or every once yeah. in a blue moon, you see those ringed stars where it's like, that's a star with a ring. That's amazing. Um, this one is just like a massive ring and it's awesome. So go, go check that out in game. 
Go check out Astro Geeks for real, like real life astronomy shit and cool stuff and use that and go find stuff on YouTube, man. Go find like neat stuff that astronomy people are finding where they're like, hey, there's this weird binary star here or whatever. Then do some little legwork, cross-reference it, find it in game and go out there and explore, man. David Braben and Frontier Development gave us an awesome galaxy to play in. And Dr. K. Ross, much love to Dr. K. Ross, gave us a beautiful spell, a stellar forge. And it's just so much here. Use everything. Use stuff out of game and go look for stuff in game. And maybe it's there and maybe it's not. And who knows, whatever. But like, go out there and, and play in this sandbox. <clears throat> So Down to Earth Astronomy put out his Tuesday stream, multi-stop route planner for Elite Dangerous, or sorry, for EliteGuides.info. So he was doing programming on his, uh, he's got this really cool thing where it's like, oh, I got to hit up these eight places or I got to hit up, you know, engineering for this ship. And then you just click, I'm going to go to this engineer, this engineer, this engineer, and it'll tell you like, oh, this is the best way to do it. This is the most efficient way to do it. I think that's amazing. I can't wait for that. His EliteGuides.info is, uh, you know, this site he's been working on for a while and I can't wait for it to come out. <clears throat> also, during that programming thing, it's also he's just having conversations about general stuff, what's going on in Elite Dangerous, and it's it's good stuff. <clears throat> Which brings us to Wednesday, yesterday, February 26th. Obsidian Ant put out his 3306 series video. He talked about the, the charity live stream. He talked about the cool 3D printed sh ships and newly released concept art. So there was a <clears throat> some cool concept art that was released when they hit like all of these different goals, like X amount of that, like every thousand dollars, they would release something new, some whatever. And they released uh, two concept art uh, pictures on the Mamba. One was a nifty external <clears throat> shot that, you know, looked cool because Mambas look cool. And one was a very cool internal shot of the Mamba that, has got people, it's talking about, uh, it shows a, a cool spot of inside the, you know, the internals. And it has people talking about like, oh, this is a space leg picture. This is, this is definitely something about space legs. This is super, super interesting. I got to find out more about this. Um, <clears throat> he also talked about that Panther Clipper fan art thing that we talked about a little bit ago and the Tocoso album. So go check out his video. Amazing video. As always, love Obsidian Ant. Uh, Hackscom last night, they did their big event, the Papa Clops. It happened last night at nine o'clock to midnight, Texas time. And, uh, yeah, man, people that were out there had some fun and, and learned, you know, how to help defend humanity against the Thargoids. I'm going to throw this out there real quick. Cause I know there's some people out there that are like, man, uh, you know, I like the Thargoids. I'm, you know, against whatever. I think we're being murderers or whatever. I gotta say, I agree with you. I do think that like there's some shady shit in our history in game and I don't feel that it all adds up. And I feel like we are the aggressor. I've said it, Ty said it. <clears throat> I feel like to a certain extent we were the aggressor or whoever the club or whoever's pulling strings at one point in time, whether it's INRA or the club or, you know, the, the, the Federation or whatever. Uh, I'm not saying we're the good guys in this situation, but we're on the team that we're on and there's no swapping sides. So, 
I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I 100% agree that in lore, there's a lot to make you think. You know, Malik VR's got that great series of tweets, and and he goes through a lot of stuff and breaks down how, like, <clears throat> man, the history is not what they're telling you. And I agree. But at the same time, we are where we are, and I'm on team people. So uh, I'm not in any way uh, dismissive of those people that that keep pointing out, like, man, we're, we're on the wrong side of this. Like, yeah, I, I, I agree, but, you know, here's where you're at. This is what we're doing. So, all right. Down to Earth Earth Astronomy Wednesday put out a very cool video. The Crate and the Clipper Cockpit Tour in VR Chat. It's a fan-made export. It's a six-minute long little video. You just, they, they, they have this thing where somebody took and captured all of the stuff in the cockpit and you get to walk around in VR mode and really get a good look at lots of stuff that you don't normally get to see. It's very, very cool. Go check it out. <clears throat> Which brings us to today, the Thursday re- uh, recording day. Commander Burr, his Thursday breakfast club. So first off, <laughs> thanks to Trax explaining to me that I was a moron before, I actually was able to find where the thing is in the Twitch and the stored videos. And so now I see what it is. He was engineering his conda and he's rocking that gown that paint job. Much love to Commander Burr. And just talking about everything like as he does. It's a, you know, it's a good long video, couple hours. Go check it out. And uh, I hope uh, I hope that him and Rini are doing well, especially I know he's start, starting to get over his cold. He still had it a bit and Rini's just getting it now. And and uh, yeah, man, hope you're feeling better soon. And I cannot wait to talk to you this weekend. Uh, all right. Obsidian Ant dropped his video. New moons with improved tech plus player stats. This is a Star Citizen video. Eight minutes long. Check it out. It's very, very cool stuff. It's super, super exciting. It looks great. Just talk about the character. Talk about these moons. Showed off amazing stuff. It all looks great. I'm super, super excited. I am so excited for Star Citizen. I hope that someday that that actually becomes a game. It's not one right now, but I hope that someday it becomes one. With uh, the character. <clears throat> yeah, of course, with the character. Yeah, I said that for sure. Uh, okay. FDEV skipped their Thursday stream because, you know, people are still recovering from their, you know, 24 hour live stream things. Everybody's just kind of taking a chill this week. Look for a big announcement next week. Just look for something big coming next week. That's all I'm saying. And lastly, um, with regard, oh, not quite lastly, the second to the last, uh, nope, not even second to the last. All right. never mind. Uh, (laughs) radio sidewinder. (laughs) Uh, I linked their website, Radio Sidewinder. It's just www.radiosidewinder.com forward slash listen hyphen now forward slash. So Commander Fee came over to us and said like, hey, you know, I'm from Radio Sidewinder. And I was like, wow, they're starting that up again. I'm super, super excited because I love the old Radio Sidewinders. There haven't been one for a couple of years, but I, I, I dig that. And he's like, no, man, we never stop. We're, we're still going. And he, I was like, you got to get me into your Discord. So he got me into their Discord and I uh, found out that it's like, yeah, no, we're still live streaming. Here's the thing. It's not the talk show anymore. It's now a radio program. And the radio program is mostly sort of digital electronica, sort of spacey themed music. 
with little sort of interspersed uh, skits or commercials or whatever you want to call it <clears throat> that's on the sort of elite dangerous theme stuff. Like, I'm doing my part for the Alliance. Or, hey, you know, Lacon Spaceways. Well, that's the trucker thing, but never mind. Just stuff in-game. They do commercials. They do neat stuff. It's interesting. So I have a link to their website. I have a link to their Discord. I'm going to say this as a, just a warning to anybody who wants to go over there. <clears throat> Definitely go check them out. Their radio stuff is awesome. Uh, their Discord is awesome. Good people. Nice stuff. <clears throat> I talked to the guy, the administrator who runs their Discord and said like, hey, man, uh, I dig your stuff. This is awesome. Here's our Discord uh, information. Here's our show. And I, I just dropped, uh, like like I do, I was like, here's the link. You can check out our show. Uh, the guy listened to our most recent show and was like, yeah, this isn't for me. I don't enjoy this. I don't like this. We are a, you know, family-friendly, PG-rated, G-rated, I don't know, whatever site where we don't like strong language or this, that, and the other. For anyone who's just listened to this episode, you've heard you know, a dozen F-bombs or different whatever. We're, we're an adult show and we don't edit ourselves. We just say whatever. We're not going out of our way to be raunchy or, or off color, but we're definitely not G-rated or PG-rated. And that's okay, man. Like not everybody has to like what we do. Um, but just because that guy, that particular guy that runs their thing doesn't like our, our thing, that's completely fine. Your taste may vary. Your mileage may vary, but I still like his thing. So I wanted to put it out there, but I'm Definitely warning anyone that goes there. Um, obviously, you can listen to the radio, no problem. It's 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 good stuff. It's good electronica stuff. And I like the little skits and, and interstitials or whatever you want to call them. <clears throat> but if you go over to their Discord, please, please, please keep in mind they are a all-family-friendly group. And just, just watch your P's and Q's. Watch the language. Make sure... You know, there's no uh, memes that are in any way spicy. Just keep it very, very G-rated over there. It's it's a good stuff. It's dude, I'm still in there. I'm still in their Discord. I I like their stuff. And like I said, you don't have to be a fan of mine for me to be a fan of yours. I like their stuff. It's awesome. Go check them out. Give them some love. Um, it's it's really really good stuff. So there you go. But just keep in mind that it is it is G-rated. So handle yourself accordingly. Um, Space.com put out an awesome Star Trek article. Picard beams up its best episode yet in episode six. This just dropped a couple hours ago. No spoilers at all uh, in, in my explanation of this. I'm just going to say uh, Picard episode six. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really, 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 really good. So, um Everybody is super, super happy and super excited because the stuff that sort of was building and building and building is now starting to be awesome and pay off and neat stuff is happening. So do not click on that uh, article until after you've seen it. And then once, you, once you've seen it, then go click on that article and bask in its glory. But don't spoil yourself unless that's what you want to do. Uh, we've got... <clears throat> This is a refresher course that I just put together. Jumping the Neutron Highway refresher course. We've got three things here. First, we've got an exegious video guide that is an amazing top to bottom. You know, this is what you need to know for neutron star jumps and working that highway. Then we've got Deep Space Network full guide. If you go to that uh, to, to the link there, 
you're going to see a full on, like it's a website guide that shows you step by step with, you know, written instructions, then a graph, and then more than a diagram. And it's going to walk you through the whole process top to bottom. And lastly, we've got the MagSet graph reminder checklist. It's just a one page little sort of graph that it's like, okay, do this like this, do not do that like that. And uh, it's neat stuff. And I like the little in the bottom in the corner there, there's like this fine print. And it's like, you know, we're not responsible for anything you do. Consult your doctor before you go into a jet comp, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's neat. Between these three things, between the video guide that's going to show you the whole thing, the step-by-step guide that's going to answer any questions that you maybe missed in the video because, you know, whatever, something just didn't sink in right, and the graph. Between these three things, this is everything you need to know as your starter kit to get jumping down that Neutron Highway safely. And they explain like, hey, here's why you're going to need an AFMU. Here's why you're going to need this. Here's why you're going to need that. It's good stuff, so check it out. <clears throat> and today's Hudden Orbital Radio. I'm going to wait to cover it fully until next week because I always like to do the Hutton thing. It's the first thing that I do for the week for starting next week. But I'm just going to say this um, real quick. See, real quick. Other people say it too. <laughs> Powerful people. Cruella DeVille, er, I mean, Zermina Torval, uh, Watherspoon hitting it <laughs> out of the park. Amazing stuff. And, uh, yeah, all I'm going to say is lips puckered like an anus. Watherspoon, you <laughs> went there. Hats off, my friend. You are a savage. And also, at the end of this Hutton Orbital Radio, Watherspoon just did a full-on commercial for Loose Screws podcast that was amazing. And I love the Hutton truckers. And if if even just one or two people from the Hutton truckers more than than already in our group start to come to our group and we start to cross-pollinate with them, nothing would make me more happy because I think, honestly, the Hutton truckers are like, they're, you know, they're heroes for me because they're doing their player with player, PWP. They're finding the good in all things and they're just killing it. Psycho Cal, from, from Psycho Cal to... You know, Flossie to, to, to Vinteon to, you know, every, every Ventura, everybody over there, just all of them. Love you guys all. And, uh, and love Watherspoon for spreading the love, man. Good stuff. And that is the end of Elite Week. Uh, now we're just, all we got left is the Thargoid Report. You guys ready for the home stretch? Where those bugs at? All right. Here's where the bugs are at. Well, the bugs aren't. It's quiet on the front. So with the final incursion cleared in the Witch Head and Pleiades Nebulas are quiet once again. Thargoids can still be found throughout the region, but the coordinated attacks are nowhere to be seen. And the Eagle Eye Network continues to broadcast the same six uninhabited systems for the past four weeks, and we are yet to see another wave of incursions begin. Remain vigilant. We cannot be sure that the next strike may occur at any moment though we may be staring at another drought. So, new incursions? None. New infestations? None. Well, technically that's a lie. There's six new infestations, but they're all uninhabited systems, so that doesn't mean anything. So, so if those you can't turn into incursions? They cannot, because there's you can't have an incursion without a population. Right, okay. Because the incursion is literally just burning stations. Well, there is no stations there, so... Yeah. So, you know, go out there and fight. This is these 
for the eight months that nothing was happening with the Thargoids, these are the six systems that were listed as constantly incursions every week, even though we didn't see Thargoids at all anywhere. So if you're looking to go out there and do some AXI killing uh, for for rep grind or whatever, you know, there's the, you can still go out in the Pleiades and 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 Witch Head, and you can find them. But the the uh, the special conflict zones are not popping. Um, there's no burning stations. Now's a good time to work on exploration, to work on rep, to work on you know some other project, or or get to buckyball racing because you know who doesn't want to get those skills and. Let's see how to get involved. Obviously, same as always. I've got the Anti-Xeno Initiative Discord, the Anti-Xeno Knowledge Base, the Post-Disaster Evacuation Service Discord. Those are the guys that did that forum post about how to make that better. The Operation Ida website and Discord. They're on there. They're just as hyperlinks in the thing, so you don't see them as a link. They're just highlighted. But when you click on them in the show notes, it should you know, shoot you right over to the, the website or whatever for those. <clears throat> All right. So, um, yeah, man, we're going to wrap it up. This has gone way, way too long already. So <laughs> we're going to say that we're going to skip the content creator for this week. And we're going to wrap it up saying that this weekend we are going to be interviewing Burr and Rini. Um, I think that Trax is unable to make it because of a family commitment, but we've got Ty and I will be, but yeah, yeah. Ty and I will be, uh, um, interviewing Burr and Rainey, and this is definitely one we've been looking forward to a while. I'm not going to spoil the one that's coming after that, but there's more good stuff to come, so stay tuned. I am out, my good man. <laughs> so I got uh, two quick things here um, that I want to add in, and one of them is not real quick, but it, it needs to be said. Uh, one, uh, the Baldur's Larian Studios released the Baldur's Gate 3 uh, intro and some uh, playthrough today. Uh, go to YouTube and check that out. I am super excited about this game. It's like the only other game I'm super excited about besides Elite. So, um, mm-hmm. The other thing is a bit of a somber note, but I do need to say it, is that um, on February 25th, a bit of a video game legend passed. And... Um, not a bit. I mean, this is a straight-up video game legend past. Um, that is, uh, Kez, I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation, so please forgive me, as I, Kazuhisa Hashimoto. And he is a Japanese game developer, worked mostly for Konami. Um, but he worked on uh, 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 Gradius, uh, Legend of the Mystical Ninja, uh, he worked on the conversion of of track and field. He worked on a bunch of their coin op stuff. But the main thing he is remembered for is the infamous Konami code. You know, the up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, oh, start. Yeah. yeah. He oh, invented yeah. that. And he invented it because he actually, he did not, he when he was working on Gradius, he he knew he wasn't good enough to actually beat the game. So he threw in the code as a way to uh, power up the ship so that he could get through certain things. And he, in, he intended to take it out, but because of some miscommunication, because um, back then they were actually programming, you know, the actual boards yeah, and then shipping right them. Right onto the uh, chips. Right. Um, but because of a miscommunication, it, you know, it, it got released with it. And then, 
because players discovered it and liked it. How the hell they discovered it, I'll never know. But players <laughs> discovered it and liked it. Konami ended up including it in all their games. So, um, you know, uh, man, I'm, I've used that code so many times because I'm, I'm a cheater on single-player games. So, <laughs> But uh, anyway, I, <laughs> I just wanted to mention that for... Uh, yeah. Yeah, man, for sure. I remember tons of hours on uh, Gradius when I was a kid. My Hell brother yeah, too. Man. Hell yeah! But I think that's about all we got. Y'all have anything else we need to wrap it up with here? I just want to say that if you too want to join in the fun, you can hit us up at uh, tinyurl.com forward slash loose screws podcast for the Discord. Uh, you can check out um, our site on any of the other ways to get it from anchor.fm forward slash loose screws. In case you're like looking for another way to get it. You've got Twitter. You've got loose at loose screws ED. Uh, You've got at Tyrvol, T-Y-R-V-O-L, and at Kai19103. And if you want to email in, loose screws questions at gmail.com. And our YouTube channel is www.youtube.com forward slash channel forward slash a bunch of <laughs> random shit that is going to be actually in uh, the, the show notes, obviously. But you can just go to uh, Ty, hit them up with that beautiful website. Uh, LooseGrewsED.com and then the, the, uh, the contact page it has all of our links on there. Um, For sure. But I think that's going to take us out. I don't have anything else. So let's wrap it up. Kai, do your thing, man. (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, be excellent to each other. And just remember why we fly. Well done. Good night. Trax, thanks for joining us this evening. Kai, thanks again for everything you do. I will see you guys next time. Thank you.